You're listening to Housewives on Display with Jay. And Jay. And today we have a guest. So I have a little intro for a guest. We have a fellow Black Bravo-holic. She's an avid Housewives truth seeker and respectability <laughs> politics naysayer. <laughs> the host of Tales from a Butterfly podcast and What Else is Going On podcast. Follow her on Instagram at W-E-I-G-O podcast. It'll be in the description. She's a Capricorn rising, airy sun, Libra moon. Welcome to the pod, Taria. First of all, I am taping that recording just so you guys know. And I think I'm going to play it at the beginning of my mornings because I love <laughs> it. and put it on the podcast. You guys are so fun. I love that intro. Thank you guys so much for having me. I'm excited to talk to you. Yes, yes, yes. We're excited to have you. Yes. So. We like to give a little intro, introduce you to the pod. Um, and of course, we talked about your zodiac. So, Jay, do you want to kind of explain explain what an airy sun, Libra moon type of personality would be? Uh, so, yeah. So your sun is supposed to represent like your ego, your decisions, your identity, kind of. Um, I think it's kind of also what you grow into. So you might not have always uh, exhibited like airy sun sign qualities but um you definitely grow into it so you can just find yourself growing more like bolder more courageous maybe your temper is shorter than before <laughs> i know a lot of airy suns that are super talkative um and just very fast-paced you know what i mean aries is the first sign of the zodiac so they consider it the baby it kind of represents i like this is me 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 um, <laughs> but not in like a super selfish way. I mean, some could say that, but I don't think it's. I like that. to think it's more um, self-centered than selfish. That's how I like to think. It's just like yeah. a me first mentality, which everyone should have, but extra extremely me first. Anyway, I right. I, I can agree with all of that, <laughs> especially um, growing into. But right, yeah. um, and in some cases. And this is like further down the line in the whole astrology sphere, but the sun and however it's in your chart can also represent your father or your relationship to your father. And so your moon is more like how you are at home. It's your emotions. It's your comfort center. In some cases, it can represent your mother or your relationship with her. Um, and it's where it's your comfortable space. Like what makes you comfortable? Um, and as a Libra moon, probably you know, the Libra qualities, they're very hell-bent on justice and <laughs> making sure things are fair. Now, fair doesn't always mean good, but it's just fair, whatever. <laughs> um, and they're also ruled by Venus, which is a planet of love and beauty. So they're really into aesthetics. They're really into money. They're really into food, even like anything that's like a, a cool, like a sensual experience almost. Kim K is a Libra son, but it's kind of just that, like, you see how she's also about justice because she's already in school. For, like, yes. And then she's also into, like, the aesthetics because it's Kim fucking K. You know what I mean? Yes. <laughs> um, I feel loved and read at the same time. Okay, I'm <laughs> <laughs> okay so oh how do you feel? Yeah. I'm sitting here speechless, number one, and that's rare because <laughs> you were right about an Aries. We love to talk. And um, also the whole justice piece is really funny because I grew up wanting to be a lawyer mm -hmm. and then wanting to uh, do the news, which I think the news just provides facts and lets people uh, 
you know, comment, do what they will with fact, form opinion right. on fact. So mm-hmm. I told y'all, I feel red, seen, and love at the same time. <laughs> love that. Oh my God. That, that is so amazing. I'm y'all, I wish y'all could see me. Yeah, I, I love that. Thank you for that. Oh my gosh. We're not done with it because now we have to tell you the housewives that share some of your same placements. <laughs> I'm, now this this part makes me nervous. Okay, I'm I'm ready. Mm. Okay, be ready. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so your airy son here are the housewives. We have Heather Holla Thompson from Roni. Holla, holla. Hey, mama. <laughs> yeah. Hey, mama. You ain't gonna tell me anything, motherfucker. Any- <laughs> <laughs> What did Dina say? She said, <laughs> Where'd you learn that in prison? <laughs> I, was like, yes. I love her. Okay. Um, Melissa Gorga and Margaret Josephs from Ronge. Claudia Jordan from Roa. Ooh, my, okay, my blood pressure is going up a little bit. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, Robin from Rop. Yes, but that's my boo. Okay. Yes. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, unfortunately for BH, the only representative is Joyce. <laughs> You know Joyce. what? I I liked yours. I just I wish she had went harder at Brandy. I so know. I, I, will take <laughs> I know she was cute. I felt kind of bad. Her and Carlton, I felt bad that they only got one season. Me too. Me too. Because I like that Carlton didn't like Kyle. Yeah. And she was yes. so weird. Mm-hmm. I thought they were both pretty dynamic. And I actually would have yes. enjoyed seeing more of them. Hmm. Me too. Yeah. Um, And from Real Housewives of Blank County, you are... Vicky, Shannon, and Peggy T. <laughs> the sad part is <laughs> I can see a tiny bit, a tiny bit of that. I've never had a fiance that I purported to have cancer or a boyfriend. But <laughs> the, the crazy, we didn't, we didn't, who sent us Amazon? That might be me. <laughs> No, okay. I'm an Aries son too, so I can totally relate. That's why I like Vicky. Like, it, deep down Me in my too. soul, I love Vicky because she, I vibe with her. I mean, like, at least I get her and, like, I just understand her. I don't know. Me too. In a weird way. Mm. Oh, my gosh. I, I'm happy with that. Claudia Jordan, okay, I can, I'm, I'm getting to like her a little better now that she's off Housewives. So I can vibe, I can vibe with that. And then the first, oh, and it's funny you said Melissa Gorga. Obi, who you guys recorded with the other day, when mm-hmm. he did my podcast, he said, I could see you and Melissa being friends. <laughs> <laughs> He's in into oh, astrology too. Of course he would know that. <laughs> yeah. So I'm like, okay, okay. I love this. Okay, y'all, okay, y'all picked good ones. I was nervous, y'all. I was. I thought I was gonna have to be Nene and close my computer halfway through the reunion. Well, I may have some bad news because we didn't get to your moon yet. Okay, let me be quiet. Okay. Okay. Mm. So your Libra moon is a little more tricky. I'm gonna be quite honest. We start off with Tinsley Mortimer from New York. <laughs> Um, from Real Housewives of Atlanta, we have Elisa Wu Hartwell and Kim Zolciak. I, I feel attacked. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> um, Beverly Hills, we have Kyle Richards and Eileen Davidson. Okay. From Real Housewives of Miami, if we're throwing it all the way back, you're Leah Black. I can do a little Leah. Okay. She had okay. the money. She had the money. It was fine. Yes, she did. Yes. Okay. Um, and from that other show, you're Gina Kay and Quinn Fry. <gasps> okay. Quinn. <laughs> who is who is Quinn Fry in this world? And Gina. Okay. 
Okay, I can. Oh God. Okay, I can. I can. I. I, I can kind of do that. I can do that a little bit. Okay, then it's I all over. I've reported everything I had to report. So as long as you feel good about that, <laughs> good. Ooh, okay, I'm just. Oh my, that Kyle and Eileen. Oh my, my soul. Oh my. Okay. Yep. Yeah, I feel that's like, tough. Yeah, look, I feel like astrology was coming from my neck for real for that one. <laughs> <laughs> no, you. No, you are coming for me. Okay. Oh my God. Okay, I'm gonna need y'all to send that to me. Like I'm about to. Uh, hit y'all up in the DMs. Like, can y'all screenshot that? <laughs> yeah, you can get all of it. Okay. <laughs> no okay. problem. Okay, it, was, it wasn't so bad. Okay, okay. Okay. So we like to play a game at the top. So I have a little game for you ladies. Are you ready? Okay. Yes, ma'am. Okay. Yep. We're playing a March Madness style battle of the Retro Housewives in honor of what we're doing today, which is a retro episode, our first retro episode. So I picked two representatives from each city that are retro housewives and i want you to tell me who was the best at doing their job who was the best housewife and then we'll ultimately decide who is the best retro housewife in theory wow okay okay ready mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. from roni the representatives are bethany and dorinda oh shit well, i have to go i have to go <laughs> with bethany only because she was able to hold it together a little bit more than dorinda yeah i agree okay so bethany so from Rop, we have Sharice and Katie. Sharice. Oh, yeah, Sharice. I'm about to go with Sharice. Um, not because I like her over Katie, but because Sharice is kind of the reason why everybody was on the show. Yes. Mm -hmm. she, she was like the center blossom. Yep. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, from BH, I have LVP and Camille. LVP for me. Okay. Oh, wow. It's Camille for me. You know, come on. <laughs> it's LVP for her and Camille for you. Okay. We'll have, then we'll have to decide separately. Okay. Yeah. So, Phaedra versus Nini on Atlanta. Who did their job better? Phaedra versus I'm a, Whoa. I know. Actually. The only reason, I'm going to say Nini, and the only reason was because ultimately, to Phaedra's demise on the show, she ended up getting caught up in something that was really nasty in real life okay it could have had real life consequences mm -hmm. so i'll go with her then but she really did do a good job but i'm gonna have to go with nini because of that i think for all of these like obviously the guests should just get like preference anyway so forget <laughs> what i say even if i if i just you know disagree because i think you should just take her answer but in this case i also do agree nini phaser brought a lot Yes, like dark stuff. You know what I mean. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's a mix. Some things were just funny. Some things were dark only to her, and, and some things were sad. But yeah, it was just more of a range. And you know, Nini's an icon in and of herself. Um, she was the only one that was able to kind of go and do a little solo bit for a little while, at least. Mm -hmm. Um, and she has like so many one-liners, like more than Phaedra does. So that's why I go for Nini. I like that. That's good too. And like I like how you said that Nini had some dark stuff, but it was to her versus Phaedra, whose darkness affected other yeah, people. Yeah, because like her relationship, you know, kind of going down the tubes with Greg was dark for her. But for us, it's like I mean, that's just normal cycles of relationships, you know? Right. Okay, I like that. Okay, good. I so far I've agreed with all of them, and even on BH, I would have said LVP. I like Camille more. I don't like LVP, but she was better at her job. She did so much. Because, okay. like, are we saying, like, who's better at their job or, like, yeah, who's, who be who's better at their better job? Person, okay, better at their job, okay, mm -hmm. that's fair. Um, OC Tamara versus Vicky. Oh, mm. 
Vicky, Vicky, Vicky. I'm but Tamara's Vicky. pretty close. Yeah. I think Tamara, the only reason I'm going to give it to Vicky over Tamara is because Vicky was good at convincing us she really didn't know what's going on. Like, I heard such and such. <laughs> well, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, was, I was somewhere. Versus Tamara, you could start to see the cracks. Like, she really got sloppy. So I'll give it to Vicky, too. Okay, cool. Yeah, I wanted to acknowledge the fact that Tamara is, would be in my top five least favorite housewives, but she was amazing at her job. That's why I hated uh-huh. her so much. Yeah. And even now, when she's not, now, this is not because I have watched, but I did hear a podcaster mention that her name was brought up a whole bunch of times. And I was like, I thought she was gone. I read some, I mean, this article might be fake, obviously, but I heard that she was coming back for the next season. I don't think that's Wow. True. But I do remember my eyes coming across that post. <laughs> <laughs> I mean that's that on that and then we're rounding it out with Ronge Danielle versus Jacqueline oh shit Danielle oh yeah I'm gonna say Danielle because Jacqueline okay. was, was a hard watch for me Ooh. <laughs> Ooh, she was hard Jack, Jacqueline's tough because she went through so many mental breakdowns yes. because of the show yes Ooh. and that's a, a yes and I had tried listening to her podcast before and I was like I can't do it Mm. <laughs> oh, I would never do that to myself. Okay. <laughs> um, Jacqueline, I had to watch a couple of times before I felt like I kind of get her. You know what I mean? I didn't really get her the first watch, the first go around. Took me a while. <laughs> yeah, it took me a while too to appreciate the role she played on the show, but she's still yeah. like, t- it's yeah. too much. The emotions were too much. Too much for her. I, I I didn't like the demise of her and Teresa's friendship. For them to be friends off camera and then this show has now made you not friends. It's like, wow. And the fallouts with all of the families, I don't like it. Yes, me neither. Me yeah. neither. It's like, mm-mm. Yeah. Um, okay, here we go. So Bethany versus Sharice. I mean, that's kind of easy. Yeah. Yeah, bye, Sharice. <laughs> <laughs> bye, bye, girl. <laughs> bye, girl. <laughs> Sorry, Sharice. Nice run. Um, so Nene versus LVP. Mm. Oh. Yeah. Dang. Nene still. Yeah, I go with I go with Jay on that one. Nene still, yeah. Okay, um, Vicky versus Danielle. Oh shit! Oh my god, <laughs> <laughs> that was harder. In what world would someone say Vicky versus Danielle? Versus That's funny. Yeah, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna. I feel like Vicky because she could bring laughter and fun at some instances, and then there's times when she would be. You know, a little bit of darkness with Brooke, but then I, I feel like there was some lightness to Vicky, where I feel like there was always a, a underbelly of darkness with Danielle. Yeah, just hovering. Some serious mob relations with Danielle allegedly. Yeah, and then her uh, yelling the N word on video. Yeah, I was like, mm, yeah, okay. <laughs> She's not calm in the boudoir. Right. right. Um, yeah, but it, I will say Vicky also, but just know, I really, really did consider Danielle. <laughs> and that says something because Vicky has been on OC since the beginning of time until just mm-hmm. recently and Danielle really only had two seasons if we're really counting them she had two seasons in the beginning right. and that's what we're yeah. really judging her for she brought a lot she yeah. came she came back as a friend of but was never a housewife again like she literally a fresh, her- like a wig head <laughs> <laughs> on the reunion like that is quality right and Melissa always escapes the fact that she had a relationship of some sort with Danielle exactly. to take Teresa down. It's like that that always she always skates through. Yeah. Have y'all have y'all listened to her podcast, Danielle's podcast? 
No, I haven't. No, I haven't actually. <laughs> I would encourage you just listen to one episode. That's all. <laughs> oh, just one. Nah, and I want it? your thoughts. It's called. I, um, uh, oh darn it! I'm gonna look it up. I'm gonna uh, send you guys the name in the DMs. Okay. And I, okay. I want a full report. Okay. On your thoughts. <laughs> Okay. I heard she talks a lot about. Her. I fr- was it Danny Pellegrino who talked about her talking about her own podcast. He was saying like she literally brings people on to talk about herself. Well, I, that's what I heard. It was um, <laughs> it was Megan O'Donnell from uh, Happy Hour. I heard, now you know what Danny may have said it, but I know Megan. Oh uh, no, it was from Megan. Then it was yep. from Megan. Okay, but she was sorry. the one that made me go listen to one, and I DM'd her and said, "I blame you for this." <laughs> <laughs> but I think she does. She literally it's that she nailed it. Yes, then I want to stand corrected. Asterisk, it was not Danny. Love you, Danny. It was Megan. Happy Bravo Happy Hour. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> credit where credit is due. I don't want no smoke. <laughs> oh, okay. Listen, I got y'all's back. I'll be like, they did not mean it, so stop it. Never meant it. <laughs> um okay, and then here we go. The final the final couple rounds are in the semifinals. We okay. go to Bethany versus LVP. Bethany, I would go with. Yeah, it's Bethany. Okay. Bethany versus Vicky. Bethany. Yeah, Bethany. So there it is. The best retro housewife, hypothetically, is Bethany. Shit. I mean, yeah. Oh, my gosh. And that's funny because I didn't, she wasn't necessarily who I thought my was. favorite. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She could suck the air out of a room. And, and that yeah, could be good if she's surely. in a good mood. But if we she's in a bad talk, mood. Yeah. We want to talk about dark. She's always dark, too. Yes. Yes. I agree. True Scorpio through and through. Her and Phaedra. Just always dark over there. Yeah. Um, wow. So the top three were Bethany, LVP, and Vicky. Vicky. Mm-hmm. What a what a triumphant! Wow, <laughs> what a triumph! <laughs> wow, 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 wow. Okay. Um, <laughs> wow, Bessie. <laughs> right. Wow, Bessie. Just wow. Yeah. So, um, totally. So today we're recapping Real Housewives of Potomac season three, episode six, entitled "I Came from Jesus." And Taria chose this episode, and I'm going to let Taria stand on a soapbox here and explain to us why she chose this episode and what letter grade she would give it. There's only one correct answer on the letter grade, but go ahead and explain from an A plus to F scale, your grade and why you chose this episode. Okay. And you said that was episode six, right? Yes. yes. Episode six. That I sent you guys. Um, who? Okay. So glad I remember that episode. Cause guess what I did? I watched episode one and couldn't figure out how we were going to talk about <laughs> Candace's introduction. I'm like, how are we going to talk about Candace's introduction when she's not even in it? Why did I even send them episode one? Mm, it's because I sent y'all episode six. Okay. On a, but I'm glad I remember it. On a scale, I'm giving it an A because it was foreshadowing at its finest mm-hmm. when uh, Candace and Monique met each other and they were like, uh, you know, going back and forth and talking. And um, Ashley said, did Ashley say they were like two chihuahuas um, uh, mm-hmm. talking? Yeah. And then when Candace talks with her hands and Monique says, um, oh, uh, I forget the exact wording. I know I know y'all are going to know. But she, she was saying something and she said, oh, girl, because I'm getting too close. You might hit me and I'm going to have to hit you back. I was like, yep. and there it is. And there it is. Mm. Boom. 
And she didn't even know at that point herself that. <laughs> Did not know at that point. And I'm still tripping, guys. I cannot believe that I literally sat and watched episode one again and was saying to myself, why are we discussing episode one when I was talking about Candace? Why did I send that to them? <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. Don't even worry. You picked an A plus episode. This episode is insane. Yeah. Well, <laughs> and isn't it wild that Candace came in through um, Ashley and now look where they are? Jay, do you want to talk about the theory? <laughs> uh oh. Oh, give me the we theory. I, okay, I got to know. Okay, well. So we came up with this theory. It's called the um, Jill and Bethany phenomenon, and it's based <gasps> after Jill Zarin and Bethany Frankel. And basically, whoever brings their friend on the show, they fall out. It's happened time and time again to franchises, different seasons, whatever. So Ashley brought um, Candace on, and then now they've fallen out. Um, Cherise brought Monique on; they fell out. It's just it happens time and time like. I swear, every single uh, franchise, you can point out a different Yes. I can run through the list really quickly if you have time. No, I do. That is... Okay, I like that theory. Okay, I'm going to be quiet. I'm listening because I I have one. I hope you guys mention it. Okay. Okay. Well, for the (laughs) rap ones, we talked about Monique Charisse and you already talked about Ashley and Candace. Then we also also have Dorinda and Ramona. Wherever they kind of stand, but still it stands. Carl, yes. Carlton and Kyle from BH, short-lived but true. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, LVP and Dorit. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. Okay. Peggy T and Alexis Bellino for talking OC. Ooh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, Lou and Barb Monroni. The tragedy of all tragedies. Tra- I wanted to hear about Barb's book on the show. Okay. Really upsetting. Siggy and Margaret. Or Rome. Yes, that's that's the one I was thinking. Okay. Okay. Technically, Kenya and Portia, because Kenya was the one that introduced Portia on the show. Now, can you guys see? I literally heard that um, on some other podcast. What? It might have been yours, but talking about that, and for some reason, I don't remember that. Kenya introduced Portia. I didn't remember it either until I was trying to write this list. And I was like, I wonder who introduced Portia because I don't remember how Portia came in. And the first scene we see of Portia is her meeting with um, Kenya in like a cafe to talk about that event where she calls her Miss America or Miss USA instead of whatever her title is. So the first time we ever met Portia, she was like, Kenya's like, oh, yeah, I'm doing this thing with this girl, Portia, like for charity. And that's how we met Portia. That's interesting that for that franchise, they didn't use the friend thing, but every other franchise, when they bring someone in, it's always under the guise of friend, even with Leah, when we know that Bethany recommended Leah. Exactly. And her intensely didn't become friends. And so that is interesting. Okay. Um, Lori and Vicky from OC as well. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and Brandy and Adrian. I'll round it out with that. Yes, that's a good one too. Oh my gosh. And now they're, but circles become circles because now they're speaking again or kind of friendly ish again, as we saw. But they blame it all on LVP. Remember on the episode when she was yeah. like, I understand why you did it now, Brandy. Like, <laughs> please. <laughs> okay. Okay, y'all, seriously, I don't care who told you to do it. The fact is, you did it. And I, I hate when these women say I was manipulated. Like, if you are a grown woman, so you, you're incapable of telling somebody no. Like, you're that easily manipulated. Like, no, I don't buy it. 
Yeah, I never bought it. So nice try trying to throw it all on LVP just because she's excommunicated now. But please. Right, <laughs> right, right. Oh, my gosh. I came from Jesus. I just had to throw that in there. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, 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 that's fine. OK, so we covered that. And yes, I came from Jesus. Jay, do you want to say your overall thoughts on this episode? Oh, A plus. Mm. A plus. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Got to give it that plus. Honestly, you're like. It covers so much ground in this one episode. It's unreal. And there was so much shade. There was so much messiness. Mm-hmm. And there were just so many different dynamics than what we see now at play. So I think it made it even better to watch this episode as we're also concurrently watching the new season because so many of these relationships have like completely changed. Good job. <laughs> Can I ask you guys this? Knowing what we know now, so because with the Candace and Monique thing now and how Sharice has been put in the middle of it, right? And I remember hearing Candace on a um, podcast when she first, after her first season, and she was she talked about her, how, her, how she was selected, her audition process, and how she was competing with another person for the spot. So now we know that it was Sharice because she said... Um, in a more recent podcast episode that it was her and Sharice and they didn't know who was going to be the episode, which is why Sharice was featured so heavily in the beginning Mm -hmm. and then kind of faded to black. So do you think Sharice kind of brought it a little more? Because if you notice in other seasons, Sharice would be shady, but would be laid back. But like when they were on the bus to Nima Colon and she's like talking about her ring and she's like, who did your mother buy that? Mm -hmm. I felt like Sharice was like a little more, um, and I hate to say aggressive, you know, with all the, I, I want to be respectable in these <laughs> politics. So I hate to say aggressive, but I'm, and I, always, I don't think, I don't always think aggressive is a bad word, but Sharice was a little more aggressive in her shade this season versus the other two seasons. And I wonder if it's because her job was kind of like on the line, basically. Right. What do you guys think? No, I completely agree because in the previous seasons, from what we know about Sharice, she's like, crying every three seconds she's like making these weird speeches that no one's understanding where she, what she's talking about like <laughs> got like a very like depressed kind of almost like mopey dare I say version right. and then it's like this season she's just like going she's picking on everybody like yeah it's like she's going for the throat yeah she's being super super shady and that's not Usually, like, she's saying something to, like, Giselle about her shadiness or whatever. But this season, she seemed to be very shady and, like, almost friends with Giselle, at least by this episode. So, it's just, yeah. It was crazy progression. And how about Monique egging her on a little, egging Candace on? Wait, no, don't don't get too ahead. Don't get too ahead. Okay, okay, okay. (laughs) But I'll say, but I will say to the Sharice note two things. I also don't want to get too ahead, but later on in the episode when they were all kind of sitting there and she said, oh, she said there's seven of us. And she said seven. I thought there were six. Like, bitch, you're the extra while you're over here talking. Like, that's why she was talking like that. Like, she was thinking, I'm for sure going to be the housewife and this little bitch is going to be the friend of, for sure. Right. Yes, yes. And also, Sharice, I don't know if I got this from somewhere or that's just the energy she gives me. She used to give me, like, Eeyore from, like, fucking, um, like, Winnie the Pooh energy. Like, that's who she reminded me of. (laughs) 
You just made me hear the world's against me. <laughs> You're a meanie Pacini for that. <laughs> that is a housewife Eeyore. Now you're going to have to do a bracket like if a housewife could be an animated cartoon. That's going to do is keep that. Yeah, and Sharice will be Eeyore for sure. Don't you worry. But Oh my gosh, that's good. Okay. Yeah. I'm trying not to get excited. Okay. So yeah, we're jumping into the episode now because we can't hold the lid on this anymore. Okay. Okay. Here we go. The first scene, we lead into Karen. She's talking to her phone. She knows she does those Siri bits. So she's telling Siri to call Matt Byers. And she goes, Matthew? And she's like, who else is Matt? And like like having this little funny thing and all this other shit. But it's only a joke for a minute because Ray walks in and this is in the heat of the IRS tax lien. <laughs> so she has a little notepad and she's writing down notes but the notes literally say like fragrance comma matt comma like karen comma <laughs> so not exactly sure what notes these are but like she's like i said she's talking to ray and she's telling ray about this idea she has about starting up the perfume and like in light of Raven going off to school and then they show Raven leaving and Karen crying, all of that. So <laughs> let's talk about this version of Karen. Do okay. you feel like this version of Karen is very distant from the one that we know right now? Or do you feel like she's very similar to the way she was in season three? I feel like Karen is very, this version of Karen is very different to the version she was. I mean, to the version she is now. I feel like this Karen here, it almost feels to me like she knows she has a storyline, but she wants, you know, with the taxes and everything and, and moving and the women, of course, she's the talk of, I'll just do in quotes, Potomac, meaning the, the, the housewives. So she definitely has a storyline and doesn't have to search for one. But I also feel like it's still a bit of, I'm going to, I have to do something Um to kind of also take the take the um, microscope off of this particular part of my life. Like she wants to be the topic of conversation, but not in the way that she is. And I feel like she's secure in her housewife spot, but I still got to do something else. So I'm going to start a business and I'm going to be this grand dame. Whereas now I feel like, I almost feel like she's so secure that she's disengaging, but in a different way than Nene. Whereas she'll make it a point to say, I'm not going to engage right now mm -hmm. and say why in her confessionals. But back then, I think she engaged a little bit more. I really do. Do you guys think she engaged more? I mean, because I'm thinking back and I'm thinking back from season one with her and Giselle season two and now this season and even season four. I think that in season three, she engages a lot. And her and Sharice have um, quite a few issues. <laughs> um, I totally agree this version of Karen is a lot more vulnerable on screen I think but yes. I would like to say that across the board because also not to jump ahead but the Michael in Ashley scene was so much more raw on this episode than any shit we've seen as of lately yeah. it's just really interesting to see early that just comes with early season they still are so like hard on their sleeve they don't really know how to hold it back they don't really know about like criticism like that so they're like why not just put it all out there who cares that's true but but I, I feel like there's a part of Karen like I said that thought because just imagine if all three of us were joining a housewives franchise right like 
we, we, we kind of know, even though we don't know it till we get in it, we know as viewers, the housewives game. So mm-hmm. it's like, okay, I know I got to have a storyline. I know I got to mm-hmm. have something interesting. And I also want to start a, I'm going to start a business to be successful because you have this platform. So I almost feel like all of that was going through Karen's mind. And now it's almost like she did all that vulnerability and that groundwork. So now the job is kind of like a layup for her. Like, oh, I'm in between my friends and oh, my husband may not love me, which is a deep issue, but it still just feel her energy and it feels different than season three. Like you just said, she was very vulnerable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I yeah. agree. Um, Jay, where do you stand? What do you think this version of Karen is versus the version we know now? Um, I just agree with um, what you've both been saying. Like, she's definitely... <sighs> well, I don't know. I don't feel like she's not vulnerable this season, though, either. I think okay. she was vulnerable. She lost her way a little bit, and then now she's vulnerable again. <laughs> okay. Like when she was really, like, really at the peak of the tax drama... I feel like she just felt the need to kind of retreat. And I don't necessarily disagree with that tactic. You okay. know, there's a lot going on, especially with taxes too. Like that means that you're being heavily watched and everything like that. So I feel like the safest thing to do in order to avoid getting in more trouble is to kind of just like scale it back. And I think that's what she was okay. doing um, financially and probably emotionally. Um and I just wish that the ladies had taken that time to kind of, you know, not be as shady as usual and kind of understand that. But, you know, because Karen had been this Miss Prim and Proper rich bitch. So yes. once okay. they found out she wasn't a rich bitch no more, you know, they had to like kind of, you know. Scale it back. Right. What do you early. mean? Karen is debt free and loaded. <laughs> <laughs> Mind your business, actually, is also what she said. But yeah. Yep. Oh, you know what? Can I? I think, what if all things are true? Everything you said, Jay, everything you said, Jay, everything. What if all things are true and Karen is still vulnerable now, but she maybe she went in thinking her and because she seems like she's really hurt with her and Giselle because Giselle comes up in every interview she does now. Mm-hmm. And I wonder if she's still vulnerable, but you know, how some people can be transparent and vulnerable, but to a point to, because they've already built up a wall to not let it affect them so they can be transparent and it comes off as vulnerable because, oh shoot, I thought me and my friends were going into this, but my friends, as she likes to call it, gang bang me, they, talk, they show up at my house with the pizza, they talk about where I live, they talk about my marriage, they talk about this, so maybe she's kind of hard in her, like she's able to be transparent about it and it comes off as vulnerability, but she, because she's kind of closed off herself from being truly, truly hurt by them like she was in seasons past, like in this season. I felt like this season, season three, she was really hurt when Robin went and told the ladies, you know, she was really happy Mm -hmm. Robin took her call. And then she finds out that Robin tells the ladies. So I wonder if it's, She's still all these things, but she still has this little wall that she won't allow them to penetrate anymore. Yes, like she said with Monique, like not to cut you off, but like what she was saying with Monique when she was saying like, don't let them get to you. Like she only lets herself be so invested because she doesn't want to like, if she gives her all, she'll lose it. Like to keep sanity, she has to keep a certain percentage of herself checked out. And I get that. I'm that same type of person. So, yeah. like, she doesn't allow herself to get swept up in all of this 
madness with the women. Like, I feel like her most vulnerable moments are always her confessionals when she's by herself, just talking yeah. real. Like, when no one, she, she's not really thinking about, everyone's going to see that she's just talking to the producers, just having a conversation. And even at home, she's more. But, like, when she's with the ladies, it's definitely guard up. Because they're bitches, yes. they're haters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They de- yes. And it's sad to see because, once again, we have real-life friends. You know, Giselle, uh, uh, oh, gosh, Karen, and even Sharice and Robin, all friends before the show. And it's like, wow, you know, <laughs> Um, okay. Well, that was all very deep. It, it, I didn't realize it was all of that, but it, it's true. It's, <laughs> it's all of that though. It's a lot. It, this episode was so good. Okay. Anyway. Mm-hmm. So we go from that with her and her home life and Ray and just talking about starting her perfume. He kind of mentions that it costs a lot of money. And she was like, I would hope <laughs> you would help me if I need help. And he was like, I hope you could do it on your own. <laughs> so, right. How it, dare you? It was really tough. So Anyway, they just try to wrap a bow on it by hugging each other at the end of the scene, but I don't know what that was about. So the next scene, we get a group scene, and we get Monique, Sharice, Ashley, and Candace, and they're going to cry. <laughs> they're going to cryotherapy. Okay, so they meet up. Of course, there's all the intros. You know, Housewives intros where they all walk and they're like, "Oh, gorge, yes. high five." <laughs> You look cute. <laughs> Double air kiss. Mwah, mwah. You know, right. on the cheek. <laughs> <laughs> like you didn't see each other yesterday or like two hours earlier. Right. But like, anyway. So they're all kind of meeting up just for this moment. But it's actually a low-key, a lot of drama at the scene. It was just, it's crazy <laughs> how they milk this. And so it's Candace's first, like her first like ever season but also like the beginning of getting to know her what was your impression of this Candace here that we're meeting as like new Candace I honestly felt like new Candace coming in was the pageant Candace like Chris said this like bubbly hi I'm Candace I'm up for making new friends I want to have fun like almost like the I love you guys and the toast that she did like that's the energy that I get from this Candace like, yeah. boom, just going in. I mean, she didn't even mind Giselle asking questions. So now we see that, I mean, the, as far as, as the seasons have progressed, anybody who asks her a question, if it's something that is a sore spot for her, boom, she'll come back, you know, like with a mm-hmm. boom answer. But this season, she didn't even mind Giselle asking her questions. So yeah, I felt I, like this Candace was like, hey, if you want to be my friend, great. If you don't, great. Yeah, I completely agree. Um, she wasn't as reactive back then as she is now. Um, and not that I necessarily blame her. Like, I do feel like the women have just like pushed her buttons. Yes. And also she's gone through so much with her mom in between the interim too. So now it's even more of a sore spot. Whereas before she was still kind of blind to most of the bullshit. You know what I mean? But now it's it's on the table. I've had my issues with her. We've gone to therapy on seat. Like, so now people commenting about that is kind of like, yeah, this is old news, you know, it's a sore spot and you keep poking it. It's almost like a cheap shot to me because I'm like, she's always going to react and they're always going to go for that when they want a reaction from her. So um, she was much more open and okay with answering questions this time around. But um, she, I think she still tried to put people in their place though, as we'll see in the, you know, the rest of the scene. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But I like how you said that she was uh, 
less reactive, you know, mm-hmm. as as now at this point and as compared to now. And like you said, you can't blame her. And then the stuff with her mom, like how come nobody, none of the other ladies, their mom issues, if they have them are on camera. So it's like, she she's not even the afforded the going through the issues with her mom on, you know, off camera. But I think part of that's because Miss Dorothy wants to be a housewife, but so. <laughs> Honestly, Diva Dorothy. Yes. Oh my. And Diva Dorothy is looking good. I said, well, you better go ahead. what a woman and um yes i agree she definitely was like smiling wave candace and giving us like very like i'm just bubbly and excited to be here which like most housewives usually come onto the scene so excited to be here so it was just cute to see her so like young and naive basically right (laughs) right um, before she was hardened. So, <laughs> hardened. <laughs> um, the ladies okay. are like, before they just show us a cute clip just to play into the producers are always working. And Candace asked, do I have to take my ring off when I do this? Because, like, I don't like to take my ring off. And all of the ladies have their reactions. But Monique is loving it. She's like, we've just, we have a little connection and we have a bond. Like, I, uh-huh. I understand her. And so, um, luckily, Candace is allowed to keep her ring on. And the mm-hmm. ladies all go in and cryotherapy is just when you go in those chambers, like, a, like, and you, it's really freezing cold. It's just the air is <laughs> blowing on you. You're, you're going to wear like a bikini or something like that. So it gets to all your body. It's supposed to make your blood flow, all that kind of stuff. So the ladies love to do this. It's like certain housewives events that all franchises do. Like there was that weird, like goat yoga. And then it was like the, um, the whatever rooms, the, the mystery the escape rooms. rooms, right? Yeah, the, the escape rooms. The escape mm-hmm. rooms. They just have certain things they like to do. So this is just one of them. They've gone to it on Beverly Hills too. I think. I think New mm-hmm. York. Honestly, they do it everywhere. Um. So and then they also recently, like on Atlanta, when they do that thing where they go over your stomach and it th- that thing that shakes and yes, it's like uh-huh. a setup. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. So sponsored events. So. <laughs> Wait, can I ask a question? Do you guys like those events? Because I think my contract would have been, I would have been fired. I would have drew the line at the goat yoga. I don't even have regular pets. I'm not about to be out here doing <laughs> yoga with no goats. And I would have been fired. I'm telling y'all. I would have had to sign up for a different scene. Like I would have had to do, yeah, the cryo or something or the, maybe the ab shake. I'm, I'll yes. be there for the ab shake. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> <laughs> Lisa Renna can do the goat yoga. Yeah, yes, leave that to, and, and and I would do the cryo too. I would even be willing to do that. But an animal, I would probably start crying and everything, acting like I'm having a breakdown because I'm not getting ready to do yoga with a goat. I think I would do the goat yoga, but I would like literally tap out in like two minutes. Just enough <laughs> to say, like, okay, I did participate, I was here, I was fine, I tried it. And then I would do like a classic housewife, like hyperventilating, crying, That's- sobbing. Or maybe I got like a, a crazy phone call. I just had to step out of the room. Like, I definitely wouldn't stay for the whole yoga session. Oh, so okay. you want to make a scene out of it. Okay. I'm going to make I, a scene out of it. Like, I go I'm with gonna, Jay's answer. I'm yeah. going to do that too. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not trying to get sent home. Kicked off the ship. <laughs> I'm going to go. You know what? Uh, you changed my mind. I'm going to go with Jay's. I'm, I'm going to do something like that too. Somebody's going <laughs> to call me something. Okay, Jay, I'm with right. you on that one. So that way you also won't get kicked off because the producer's like, oh, like she's being difficult. Like, no, I'm never difficult. I just hop off the scene. <laughs> pretend to, to play along and then I'll hop off the scene. I like that. Yeah, I'm, I'm over that. here nodding. I'm into that too. Definitely. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's a good one. So that's what we would all do, but do know that cryo we would actually participate in. That seems great. 
Okay. <laughs> I like that gimmick. <laughs> um, then they do something where like it's a they talk about like the leg circulation a lot. So then they put on these like know. weird bags on their legs. Mm-hmm. It, I'm, I th- I could smell the sweat. It smells sweaty to me. <laughs> I just would not do that. Like <sighs> it's just with my medical background knowledge. I'm like you just <laughs> I would never stick my legs in like an individual like massager like that unless I had just gone out of surgery and this is like some prophylactic like clot buster. Because like you do not know like I'm such a hypochondriac in that way and like you do not know what's going on in your legs and like massaging your legs is like it's the easiest way to just send a clot strip to my lungs. Like I don't know I would freak out about something like that. So that I don't know they, they're gonna have to call me difficult like I can't even pretend to like play along for that one. Okay, and see if I was in the scene with you, I would even up the ante. I would say, well, Jay um, has medical background, so are you trying to set us up to the person you know who scheduled it? Because <laughs> do you know what could happen? Like we could literally be killed. Like why would you even? Why would you even think to do that? What just because I'm the new girl? So now you want to? What is this like? You know, y'all trying right. to haze me? Ask well, Jay; she'll tell you. Medical drama out of it. Yes, yes, yes. yes. There you go. Yes. It comes back to making drama. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> It's the truth. As a housewife viewer, we just want drama. So, like, if we always think about what we would do in the situation to up the ante. Yeah, Jay, good work. So, I guess. <laughs> Dude, I be a housewife? Oh my god! Like, I'm going let's, some good ideas. Let's get you on, or let's get you at least as the management for someone. That's the key. Yeah. They have people writing their lines and stuff anyway. I can help write the lines. You can right. do the views. And we, I mean, we'll just give them everything. Okay. Anyway. Um, so we'll put that in our bio. We now do Housewives PR. Okay. <laughs> um, anyway. So basically they're sitting there and they're talking. And this is the scene that you chose the episode for. So do you kind of want to explain if you can remember what happened in the scene with Sharice and Candace? Just, uh, I was going to say that Candace says she doesn't mind the questioning, but that might but might have been minutes before. So I might be getting it mixed up. But I know that Candace said she didn't mind the questioning. They said that it. it um, Monique says she should have been upset. Sharice says um, it was a legitimate question. Candace says it wasn't. Monique says it should have been shaved. Then Sharice herself asked about um, her ring. Did her mom buy the ring? And did Chris have as much money? And I might be saying the words wrong, but does Chris have as much money like as her mom? Mm-hmm. Like, I'm sorry, what? First of all, I thought we weren't <laughs> supposed to be talking about finances, but if we are, you're asking me if my mom bought the ring and if Chris has an, uh, as much money as my mom. I just thought that was really, there goes Sharice again being like, a little bit on high alert, like this, my job is on the line. So I just got to jump right in. And the way she says it, did your mom buy that ring? And then for Ashley, Monique and Sharice to laugh, whoo, that would, if I was Candace, that would have made me like, oh, they're trying to play me. Like mm-hmm. y'all are sitting here laughing mm-hmm. or whatever. So like I said, she says, Chris pays for the ring. Then now was Candace being shady when she said, are you married? Uh, because we all knew that Sharice was in the middle of a divorce and Candace herself said she watched the show. So, <laughs> no, she definitely said that to get back at her for sure. Yeah, she's like, oh, oh I'm sorry. Right, like, <laughs> excuse me. Through, yeah. Right. She's going through a divorce and she had, so, you know, she, Sharice had to sit there with the Aida ass face and Candace was like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. 
you like that. That's not even fun or something like that. You yeah. know, so <laughs> something obvious. Like, yeah, no, of course, of um, course, it's not fun. So I thought that was a a moment for Sharice. I think Sharice thought maybe that right there was her moment mm-hmm. to be like, oh, so did your mom buy the ring or whatever? I just and not even about jealousy because she was getting married and Sharice getting a divorce. I think it was about this is my house. You know, every housewife has a moment. This is my moment to really shade her like, oh, and this is going to secure my spot. Boom. I put this little girl in her place. She thought that was going to be her clip, clip. clip. Yes, yes, (laughs) yes. And she got clipped, clipped, clipped (laughs) from the rest of (laughs) Wow. The thing was, Sharice said, yeah, it's a valid question because I'm sure like when people heard it, like they would have thought because, like, you know, there's not that many, there's not too many moms that are very involved in their child's lives. And like, first of all, that's not true. I feel like we hear right. stories all the time about moms being super involved in their kids' lives. Um, right. But what's also funny is that like Candace was like, well, I don't know those people. I don't know those people that like their mom is not super involved in their kid's life. And I thought that was just funny. Right. Because it's like, that's, that's, that's what she grew up around. Right. And I think it, I think Candace went in to the housewives because that was normal for her. And then when she, when they start making fun of her and she is the youngest, and then you have people on, you know, the, the whole social media piece, then she become, came defensive. She was very open sharing about how her mom, you know, would do for her and her sister. And for me, I don't know if y'all, get uh, think this but I'm like it's funny how we as black people sometimes will look at Candace and say oh your mom pays for this or oh your mom did that but then on the other side of our mouth we talk about creating generational wealth for our children Mm -hmm. so it's like is it is it we don't like it for Candace because we don't like Candace and or is it because Candace is comfortable not hiding it and not trying to front like some people like oh they got it like that and she's like no me and my mom are on this lease me and my mom got this house together. My mom helps me. I know I want to be able to do that for my kids. I would love to do that. How come nobody talks about Lisa and Ken buying Pandora and Jason Mm -hmm. a whole entire house and furnishing it? Right. And we talk about that all the time because it's really just like, I want to say where I can only speak for, I feel like just black people where we're just very, I don't, I don't know, like very iffy about those kind of things. And we don't use nepotism to our advantage. Like, and we talk about generational wealth, but we only talk about it in terms of like being the creator of it, not the beneficiary. Mm. Like, you know what I mean? Like not the, the beneficiary wow. of the wealth, but as the person that's actually doing the one that's creating. I'm like, well, we can't all be creating. Someone has to be benefiting from the creation. Otherwise, what's right? Yeah. You know? that, so that's a good point. It is a little weird that they're on her about that. Um, and then Candace does bring up a point later. She's like, okay, they're all hypocrites because they're talking about me with my mom, but Y'all are being supported. They're by, kept. Yeah. yeah, you're kept. You're kept. kept. You're kept. Ooh. Ooh. So it's kind of like. And she was so right. Y'all know that I talked to y'all about this before. I think I love, I mean, not love, because don't get me wrong. I don't think any woman should be treated like this. But they're kept women. Look at how in the next season, season four, that whole butter knife thing. And Ashley is intent on saying, this is your mom's house. This is your mom's house. When we find out that Candace is on the deed and the mortgage with her mom. But let's come back into season three and how does season three open up? Ashley has her clothes on hangers 
in a car that Michael's paying for, that she ended up having <laughs> and she's driving from, as Karen's, Karen's words, not mine, the sweat box or Michael's house to her studio apartment. Again, Karen Hugo's words, not mine. Yeah, the studio. But, I love the studio. Yeah, so like, <laughs> your, your supposed partner in life, your supposed other half decides, you know what? This doesn't work for me anymore. And you said he threw, put, tossed your stuff on the couch and told you to get out. So at least Candace, even though her mom owns one half, she's got some stake in that herself. So how, how can you make fun of her for that? But you could be tossed out on the street at any time. Ashley, you're definitely kept. And you can't even slide your mom a couple of dollars. I know I'm jumping ahead, but I'm just saying. So how dare you talk about being a kept woman? I mean, right. being by your mom versus by a man. Yeah, they're just all hypocrites. So it's just nothing new on this show on Housewives in general for people right. to like point the finger or throw the stone, they live in the glass house or right. they have the fucking red nose on while they're over here talking about <laughs> someone else. Exactly. It's just like, whatever. So all of you bitches wouldn't be on this show if it weren't for someone else. Let's be honest. It's not you and your money. It's someone else's money that you are flaunting on Real Housewives. Totally Literally cold Housewives, Housewives, but okay. Yeah. Right. So that's the whole right. concept. Wherever you get your money, maybe it's <laughs> I don't know, a new year and a new time and we're looking at different types of getting your money, but it's still you're getting your money from somewhere to do this show. And at least at this point, Candace's mom's money was affording her at least a decent lifestyle. She was living better than some of these robins, you know what I mean? Right. <laughs> <laughs> and can I say one more thing to that? You're right. Not only that, look at Sharice. Sharice, you are making the comment about a ring to bring up that her mom funds her life. But you and Giselle had a falling out because Giselle mentioned the fireman and you were going through your divorce and was upset because that could have caused you to get less money in your divorce. The whole fireman, because you were what? Depending on that money. So let's not yep. act like, yeah, you know, mm. Mm. I just hated seeing Monique also being supportive of Candace because, like, you know, like what happens. And it's just like, damn. Yes. We y'all yes. were really riding together for a moment there. Mm. Right. Yeah, she was right. definitely like, that's my girl, and we have fun and we're very similar. Like she liked to play that role, but Yeah. And she's a prophet again. We're very similar. And what did her pastor say this season? What we see in others, we see in ourselves. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Whew. Okay, so yeah, that's kind of that scene, but just know that Ashley and Monique on the side are kind of cooking up their own ideas about what to do about this Candace versus Sharice thing. Mm -hmm. So we come back from the commercial break. They do a little montage of everybody. We see um, this camera with like Milani, Monique's daughter. She's like looking dead into the camera. I love when the kid, <laughs> the kids, and like Erica James' dog, like break the fourth wall and look at the camera and stuff. Yes. Um, so her daughter's doing that, and then they show Chris and Candace just doing something with like she's scared of bees. Like that's her personality. Like Kyle. <laughs> like whatever. So um, then we get to the meat of the transitions, which is Giselle calling her man Sherman. And she claims Sherman has been a little more distant. And we're supposed to know that by the fact that when he had the FaceTime and he was driving, he didn't have it directly on his face. She said, let me see your face. I need to see your face. I need to see your face. He's also driving. I don't know what right. the deal is on that. I don't know if that was appropriate. But 
she's holding it up <laughs> she's also doing like crazy like back in like myspace days where you wanted to get your whole outfit so you would hold the phone up really high so you could get down to your yeah, shoes was <laughs> <nuts>. <laughs> it was very insane angle yeah very, like yes on, you're on right facetime angle <laughs> yes <laughs> You said the shoes. I'm picturing it in my head now. Like, do you see it? Do you see it? That was yeah. my favorite to take the picture where you get literally head to toe outfit. Even though I had nothing on, I was like, hey, like the the bird's eye view was crazy. Wild. <laughs> um, so yeah, so she's talking to him and they just kind of show some footage of like the daughters loving him and just know that her and Sherman are on the outs, but she doesn't want to be on the outs. Um, and then yeah. we get into a really, really, really good scene. And this scene is Ashley and Michael. <laughs> They're on a bike ride through Virginia, and <laughs> as they pull over to have a very deep conversation. The thing was, I don't know if I would have this conversation in the bike riding scene because I she wanted to bolt away, but she couldn't because she was on a bike and they had to ride home together. <laughs> right. <laughs> she was pissed. <laughs> and it was a long ride. It seemed like it wasn't just like a mile ride. It seemed like they had gone out of their way. No, it seemed like they had rode to Maryland and back to Virginia. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. So they pull over and they're talking about like at first they're you know, the pleasantries out the way. She's talking about she doesn't want to ride bikes too much because the plumpness of her ass will change. And he says, um, well, you would have to ride a lot for all the plumpness to go away. And then that's just chilling because of his butt history. It's just crazy. <laughs> yes. So I just I just love that. It's just, This episode had details down to even that. It was crazy. Right. Okay. So... They're talking about how she got some advice from, I think it was Sharice the other day, um, or no, Karen the other day saying, yeah Karen, yeah. yeah, Karen the other day saying that she needed to cut her mother off kind of and like her paying $3,000 a month for rent and then giving her mother a $1,500 a month allowance was not appropriate. <laughs> Where okay. do you land on that? Ooh, that is tough. I feel like. One of my goals has always been to be able to take care of my parents when I get when as they get older, I want to be able to take care of them. So I would love to tell my parents and they're they're still fairly young. You know, I would love to be able to say bank your paychecks or do whatever. I'm going to take care of you. You know, you don't have to pay for anything. Mm -hmm. I also feel like if I did that. If my husband, I don't care if Corey was making $10 million a year, that would be a discussion that I would need to have with him. Cause I still feel like not that even though it's our money, he was working hard for it now versus if I was working and wanted to use my money, I would still have the conversation with him, but still basically the decision probably would have been already kind of made sort of mm -hmm. because I'm bringing something to the table. Now one could say, Ashley was using this show money, but of course they can't break the fourth wall that way. But it's hard, man, because then if her mom wasn't trying and then you may say, well, she shouldn't, you know, she should make her mom try. And then the whole issue of the guy, the husband and how they were saying the mom, you know, was basically taking care of him. She has a whole man in the house. At what point do we say, mom, I want to do this for you because I want to do this for you and what you do with the money that's on you. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I, I don't know because is it like taking care of another grown man who could work? 
Do you know that your mom is still going to maybe still be with this man no matter what, but you still don't want to see your mom on the street. So you go ahead and do it. Like that's really hard. Um, I think in this case, it's hard to say with the whole, you know, who's funding who, because I know like uh, allegedly her mom was like, you know, dealing with drugs and such. So yeah, uh-huh. also, like, I'm not, it's not even like I'm funding your life because I just don't want you to work or I'm not funding your life because you're, you know, you have a disability, maybe you can't work. It's, I'm funding your life because you're out here spending everything mm. you have <laughs> like yes. you know, on these things that are actively causing you a lot of strife. So right. um, I just feel like that's where it kind of makes it a little hazy. But I do understand being put in that tough space where it's like, at the end of the day, like this is still my mom and I still want to take care of her if I can. And I don't know. I don't know if it's like your responsibility. Like, I guess for me, it's my question and you guys can answer, but if you're married to somebody, is their family your responsibility too? See, and, and see, I feel like that's where I was saying no, or that's a conversation that y'all need to have going in because your mom, her mom just didn't come up with all these problems. I'm sure the mom was like that when they got married, yeah, you know? So I feel like for me, me and Corey have talked about that. I, we both talked about wanting to take care of our parents equally. Mm-hmm. You know what right. I mean? Like, so I think that's a conversation you got to have because I don't feel like it's fair to, again, come in. Cause I don't know if Ashley was working before the show and how long she's been taking care of her mom. But if you taken money out of your household, even if it's your fun money, even if you have money over money over money, Hey, if you're planning to have kids someday, you want to make, you may want to set up a trust fund. You may want to be able to help them in the future. So that's still money leaving out of your house. And I don't think it's fair to say automatically, Oh, by the way, I need to take care of my mom. And it's like, well, yo, we didn't even have this conversation. And, what are you contributing mm-hmm. to the take care of? Or if he said, he may say, okay, you know what, babe, I got you. Go ahead and take this money out of the account every month and give it to your mom. So it's like, I don't think it should be expected going in unless you've had that conversation before you got married, that these are my expectations with my family. Um, I think Obi brought up a really good point in the last episode saying like, to them, like to Miss Sheila and Uncle Lump and whoever, Michael's always been a check. Like he isn't around mm, physically. Yep. A lot of uh, times you could tell she Ashley's always the in-between. She's always the one that has to speak as a representative for her mom and then speak to her mom as a representative for Michael. They never have a conversation directly. Yep. So I think it was always the deal that like your mom is she has whatever issues and she stays away from me and you just give her this money. That's money for me to not have to be around her, her ask no questions. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I think where the big problem when it comes to a head is when he's trying to be like, now I still don't want to be around your mom. I still want these boundaries. I still want all of that. And I also don't want to pay for her anymore. Yeah. It's, right. it wasn't the, it wasn't the agreement, even if it was spoken or unspoken, that's not the situation they had always had. So, so for him to cut it off abruptly, like he's trying to do, like, I'm going to divorce you or you cut your mother off. Like right. it's really manipulative for him to do, especially knowing, even if it's said or unsaid, knowing exactly what their arrangement is with the mother. Right. Also knowing that it's kind of like her only family too. Like yes. it's also mm-hmm. different if like, you know, it was like multiple people in her family and, this was just one person she was supporting, like a cousin or something. Then you're like, all right, all right, you need to cut this cousin off. Like, it's they're doing too much. But it's like it's my mom, and this is the only person in her family that she really has some contact with, and through her uncle Lump and all those other people. So, 
Yeah, definitely a tough space to be in. I, I, it's hard too because yeah. he's saying cut it off, and like you said, that's your mom. So even if as you're little, you you starting out, you you love your mom. Your mom is your mom. I mean, even when you look at kids whose moms may not be doing good by them, they still want to be with their mom. And I think you carry that as you get older. Even if you and your mom don't have the best relationship, there's mm-hmm. still always, I think, a want to have that relationship. So, and then when you add addiction on top of it, you know, addiction makes people do things that they wouldn't normally do if they weren't addicted. And like y'all just said, that's her mom. Like that is her mom. And she sees that her mom is possibly on the right path from addiction. So she's like, man, I want to keep her on this because who knows if the addiction came from having to take care of Ashley and her brother and the stresses of life. And maybe she feels like her mom could slip back into that if she has those pressures. So you're right. It's like for, for him to come in basically and be like, you know, cut your mom off. I kind of, if that could have been the agreement, like you said, I'm paying to not have to deal with them. It's like, uh, here comes the control thing. Mm-hmm. I got the money. So I'm going to control everything that's going on. Yeah. He's flipping, he's yeah. flipping the script quite a bit, yeah. but this is just one example. So that's the situation they're in. And she's just like, doesn't know what to do with her mother, of course. And of course, Karen, the advice that she gave her was that it was too much, but it's a different situation with Karen and her parents, her, like her life is different than Ashley's. And I just mm-hmm. feel like I understand in Ashley's position. Like my mother had a mother who dealt with addiction. If my mother's mother was alive, my mom would take care of her. Like mm-hmm. regardless, yeah. you know, Yeah. I don't think it matters. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you hope they're not spending that money on drugs, but at the end of the day, like, it's what happens. And I feel like that's what the deeper issue is, is this guy. I think he's yes. the, I think he's the one who really ha- is in the thick of the addiction. It's probably like the go in between for her is the reason why she maybe okay. was in the thick of it. That's my theory. That's how I view it. And allegedly. And so I think that's why it's like a big emphasis on this dude being around. It's like, if your mother okay. broke free from this dude, she could have a clean break from, I'm sure he's associated with the drug. Cause you know how addicts are. They, Yes. how heavy they love and how like and i was saying in the last episode like that t- i'll sleep in a tent with you love like like her mom had with this dude <laughs> yes mm-hmm. so i just think it's a totally different situation so i really yeah. really wish that like they could just get that squared away and that wouldn't be something that they have on the table because they have so many other issues yes and then for him to come at her like almost as if the mother is a child i need you to give her a consequence that's something you say about a child like in, in those tones, I need you to give her a consequence. It's like, well, what? Yeah. Well, wait a minute. I understand it's my mom, but she's also an adult. And I'm sure Ashley doesn't want to feel like, even though she's taking care of her mom, she doesn't want to have to feel like the mother of her mother. Because who knows if she's had to do that in the past. So it's like, well, wait a minute. So now I got to be going to my mom saying, this is your consequence. Right. Like, you are know? you concerned because you think I'm being taken advantage of? Or are you concerned because you're just trying to like protect your wealth and yes control me like yeah. you know what I mean you I don't agree. spend that much money on that fucking rent a month so where are the goddamn money going I'm so sick of him being the rich man <laughs> and they don't live that luxuriously where I'm just like okay well he's spending money on this that and the third and it makes sense where is right. the money at and all his kids are grown right maybe I wonder if he's got yeah. alimony to the ex because he was married to the ex for like 20 years or something. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. So and all his kids are grown. So it's like you don't have child support for them. Right. So, yeah. What's $4,500 a month? That's not a big deal. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's all weird to me, but yeah, 
nonetheless, mm-hmm. they don't really come to an agreement on it. They just kind of ride home in silence. Um, <laughs> Off into the sunset. <laughs> <laughs> I felt so bad for both of them. Because even though I don't agree with Michael, he's still frustrated with the situation and they have to do that. He was trying to like break the ice with little jokes, but uh-huh. it, it, it wasn't working. It was pretty bad. Um, and she, and she made a really good point. The other thing that was like foreshadowing, she looked at him dead in the eye in this thing. Like I've never seen Ashley be so like clear in the eyes. She looked at him and he was saying, she said, I forgive you for everything. And he was like, you don't forgive me as easily as you forgive your mom. She looked at him and said, yes, the fuck I do. Yes. Yep. Foreshadowing for sure. Ooh. And the way she looked at him. Ugh. But you know what? And not only that, one would then wonder, we haven't, so what has she, for, like, like, you start thinking. Exactly. For him, for him to just say that, you haven't forgiven, you forgive your mother quicker than you forgive me. Well, she's not taking care of you, so we can't be talking about money. So what are we talking about? I can only imagine mm. the shit that goes down that she has to forgive him for. <laughs> right, like, <laughs> that's crazy. <laughs> right. Maybe that's what she doesn't react to, like, the news that does, like, you know hit the TV because maybe that's not even the worst of it. Right. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Whew. So yeah, that scene was so loaded. <laughs> and so when I was watching this episode, this is like I had texted Jay. I was like, this episode is out of hand. This episode. <laughs> we're like 20 minutes into the episode, maybe a third of the way through the episode. And it's already, I was like, this is too much. Yeah. Don't you feel like you have to watch it through two fingers? Like your stomach starts physically hurting like mm-hmm. what am i watching <laughs> yes. it's just oh. like again it's like beginning seasons like we just used to see all types of shit in their life yes. and they didn't know how to put the wall up in yet and on that kind of shit and the producer mm-hmm. could easily prod them and be like oh just do the scene and then it's like yeah they set them up for the scenes and what they want to do but they don't tell them the reactions to have so like yeah you could think like oh we're just going to sit and have a conversation but then the conversation goes somewhere real you can't help it yeah yes and you can't help you can't hide those I, I know i'm a person that can't i try but it's very it's if i want to hide my emotion i need to be quiet yeah because if i talk and that doesn't mean i'm going to say something nasty well it probably did, but in a different type of, i'm gonna try to <laughs> phrase it in a different type of way but you will know so it's, it, it, i would have to close my mouth and probably leave the room because it will be written in my body language, everything. Totally. I agree. Um, yeah. So that's that scene. And the hits keep coming because the next scene <laughs> we're in the boutique and it's Ashley, Monique and Candace. Um, Monique has on a very strange outfit. She has on a long sleeve striped sweater <laughs> <laughs> with some like denim booty shorts. It's in like hoops. It was the yeah. wildest outfit. I her see her. Body was really nice though. I didn't remember mm-hmm. noting that, but the outfit was crazy. Yes, I agree. And she had like a shiny patent leather bag. It was so shocking. And then the braid. <laughs> it was just. It was weird. It was, weird. <laughs> it was new ish money. Yeah. <laughs> and then she had on Gucci tennis shoes. So yeah. Yeah. Okay. So she's there and, you know, they greet each other. Hey, Gorge, love you. You look so cute. Oh, my God, you look so skinny. So they're talking um, about Nima Colon, which is they surprisingly mentioned the trip. Like Ashley mentioned it to Michael earlier. Mm -hmm. But they surprisingly mentioned it a lot in this episode. And then they end up going. This episode felt so long. I couldn't believe they started the journey (laughs) there and got there all within this episode. All within, because yes. I kept thinking we weren't going to get it until the next episode. 
Yeah, same. The way they talk about it, it seems like in current in like modern day housewives, this would be the episode before the trip. Um, so they end up naturally, they end up talking about Sharice. They're talking about how Sharice was, you know, throwing stones. That's what Candace says. And Monique mm-hmm. covers ground by saying, like, oh, she's that's my girl before she says everything she wants to say. She cool. makes it clear. She says, Oh, yeah, that's my girl. Anyway, if she had been talking to me <laughs> like that, I would have taken that shit off my legs, got up and been all up in her face, like da 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 da, which again, yep. foreshadowing. Yes. <laughs> um, and she does. And I don't, I don't know. I don't really like when people do this. This is just a pet peeve of mine. When people say, I would have da-da-da-da-da, and then they actually act out, and then they use you physically in it, or like, I would have grabbed him up like this, and then they grab you. I don't yes. like when people do that. Or like, I would have hit him like this, and then they hit you. I don't, I don't like that either. I don't like that. Because it makes right. me kind of be like, jump a little bit. Right. <laughs> Listen, and I don't like that either, because I don't like, a, 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 I'm not a surprise person. So it's funny. Like for even, let's say, holidays or something. I tell my husband, surprise me by picking something off the list that I gave you. Like, I don't I don't like surprises. So even like you said, if me and you were having a conversation and the surprise element is you grab me. Don't do that. Please don't do that. (laughs) So I know what you mean. Like, I would have done this and then grab your arm or whatever. And it almost makes me go into probably not fight or flight, but just the first like, did you just touch me? Right, it's for point oh one seconds. I'm like, what the fuck? And then right. I, I, then I'm right. like, oh, okay, right. okay. It's a joke. It's a joke. But when someone gra- like the way she stormed up on her so quick, it kind of took me back, and I wasn't even in the scene. I was like, I don't know. I didn't like that. Again, foreshadowing. We know, you know. But right. look, and it, it it would be crazy if Giselle had had this on her this season on her note thing. About- yeah. <laughs> Aggressive moments, yeah. Right. <laughs> Man, we were not even in the scene, but okay. <laughs> that would have made it amazing. But mm-hmm. anywho, I would also like to know at some point, Monique has like black stuff rimmed around her sweater. Like it's ruined somewhere. I can't tell if someone's makeup fucked her shit up, but like she has a stain <laughs> on her sweater the entire scene. And it's so noticeable to me. But anyway. So she tells her that she, well, by she, I mean Monique. She tells Sharice, not, oh my God. Monique tells Candace that if it were her, she would just address it in the moment. And Ashley was saying, yeah, that's how you have to be around this group. It's yep. just like, you have to, when you see it, see something, say something. So what did you all think about her getting this advice and then her saying like she was going to change and all that? What did you think of them even giving her this advice in the first place? Would you have done this for her as well? I think I would have said, if it bothers you, then speak up. If it don't bother you, then let it roll off your back. But clearly it bothers you. But they would have never known it bothered her unless they, they asked the question. They did the housewife thing, right? Basically, how, how do you feel about um, what she said or whatever? Like, didn't they bring it up? Like, like how do you um, mm-hmm. feel? Like, or, or basically... Is everything okay with you and Sharice? Ashley, like, is everything okay with you and Sharice? And mm-hmm. then Candace talks about it. So I, I, I would like to think that I would say, because I've done it in real life between real life friends. Hey, if it bothers you, bring it up to her because you can't sit on this or it's going to explode. But that would have been the extent of it. Not like, oh, if they throw shade, I'm going to catch it. Because there's been plenty of times that Giselle, that they've thrown shade at, at Monique and Monique took it. So let's not act like, you know what I mean? 
this is what I would do. This is what I would do in all situations. So I feel like it was almost a setup because then, all right, you told her when she when she sees it, when she throws somebody throws shade, you throw it right back. Well, y'all are quick to throw shade all the time, but y'all didn't know just how fast of a thrower Candace was and how right. hard her throw was going to be. Y'all didn't know that because you got Candace, you got pageant Candace, not mm. assassin Candace like Kenya thinks she is. But no, Candace, mm. I think over the, in, in any housewife, Candace is the best reader, best shader, and she got words for you all day that they probably have to stop and look up because they probably don't even know what they mean. So mm, I feel wow. like they didn't, they didn't realize that what you're doing is you get ready to activate something that you're not even going to be able to come, uh, uh, come back from. You know what I mean? So I, I, don't, I, I, think, I think it's setting us up for what's to come, which is why Candace was so aggressive when they went to Nima Cole, when she told Giselle, I know I'm jumping ahead, but, you know, cussing at Giselle and she like really got in it. And then they're like, oh, where did this all come from? Well, wait, y'all told me if somebody throws shade, you know, I catch it and throw it back. And to Ashley, I guess to her credit, she says that she's known Candace for some time and that she would describe her as a light drizzle and not like a hurricane. So she didn't know this version of Candace that her, in her full form, she would do all of this. She knew her as like, throw. I guess, throw light shade. I don't know, but... I think it's crazy to think that Candace completely was a different person the entire other part of her life. She came on the show. They told her that note one time she flips like that. We never seen her like the other version again. Yes. And side note, you just made me spit out my water on my desk. I was taking a sip. And when you said light drizzle, hurricane, it it just exploded out because you're right. It's funny how she is a hurricane now. Wow. Um, yeah, so they tell her all of that, but the juicier part of this scene is not even the scene. It's what happens after. So allegedly after, Candace has to go and Ashley and Monique meet up and they have like a little lunch kiki with a few drinks. A few drinks, not a couple, a few. Um, and afterward, we see the scene where Ashley is in a confessional. They're trying to make it seem like the same day. I don't know if she immediately went from lunch to like the confessional. (laughs) Um, I was later. I'm like, I doubt it. (laughs) Right. How was she not asleep? Yeah. And wouldn't she still be a little drunky from the drink Mm -hmm. she had? Um, Completely different hair as well. It's all a lot. But anywho, she gives a text and we see a picture of Monique's dented Bentley and she has driven into a ditch falling asleep at the wheel. <laughs> wow, 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 wow. Okay, so... <laughs> so, many, so many thoughts. <laughs> if you all can remember when you first watched that, was your instinct drunk driving with that whole situation? Mm-hmm. They set it up so that your first instinct would be that. I don't yes. even know if I can like confidently answer that that was my first instinct because... I truly think that or because I was literally programmed into thinking <laughs> that it was drunk driving because they literally have like right before, you know, dramatically fades to black and then the very next scene. But it started off with them saying like, oh, yeah, I'm hungry. Let's go eat. Yeah, let's go have some drinks. And then it fades <laughs> and then changes to this next scene where it's like, oh, my God, when he just got into an accident. Like, so obviously I'm just going to connect the two. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
but knowing what I know about Monique now, mm, that's more crucial. That's more crucial. And I feel like <laughs> I think she might have been maybe she was a little drowsy, but it was because of the alcohol. <laughs> mm-hmm. I can oh Jay, I don't I don't want to cut you off, Jay, because I'm agreeing and I with everything you say. I don't want to <laughs> no, 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 okay. I, I think it was the alcohol that made her drowsy, that made her fall asleep behind the wheel. If if I want to give her the fall asleep behind the wheel part, right to get at her. I a thousand percent agree. I can tell you exactly where I was in the moment, how I felt. Almost like they say, where were you when JFK died? I knew where I was when I saw this thing. (laughs) I was sitting on my couch and I think I was folding clothes. I was sitting on the left end. And when I saw the car and then when she said, because Monique likes to talk about the cost of things, the square footage of her house. And she said it costs um, over $10,000 or something like that. My first thought was rich people stay rich because they know how to keep their money. Why sh- would she not report it to her insurance company? Why would she go out of pocket mm-hmm. when you pay for insurance to use it if necessary? So my first thought was, oh, we're not going to, she was driving drunk because she would have called the police to get a police report because she could have said she fell asleep, but then they might have smelled the alcohol on her breath or she might have had to take a breathalyzer. And then you can't leave and come back because they, they're going to have an investigator and inspector come out and they'll be able to tell basically like, oh, because if she walked home to sober up or whatever, I'm sure they would be able to tell that. Or why are you just reporting it now or what have you? My very first thought when I saw the car and when she said how much she paid, I said, oh, she was drinking and driving, even if she wasn't drunk. She was drinking and driving and she doesn't want that to come out because you have to have an investigation when you report an accident, just, you know, for paperwork purposes, when you go through your insurance. Mm. So that exactly. was my thought. Mm. Go ahead and leave a room with the deductible. <laughs> Bring that justice. <laughs> I'm playing with you, Jay. You know what? <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh. Yeah, I'm sorry. Look, I, I, cause it, look, you can see you, if y'all could see me, y'all would know that I'm talking with my hands because I was so amped up about this. <laughs> Even though I was like, yo, you lie. <laughs> like, like, okay. She definitely was drunk driving. I wouldn't even <laughs> give her drinking and driving. She was drunk driving because, like you said, the fact that she had someone come pick her up from the site. Instead of like galling the ambulance, if she needs to be skipping to the next scene, rolled over this, looks like a rolled up carpet. It looks like they just roll her back on it. And she's saying that she could barely turn as if like she needs to get her back readjusted as if her spine is out of alignment. Like she's doing all of that. If it's all of that, you think she would have called an ambulance. You think she would have gone to the doctor. She did none of that. She said, you know what? Chris, come pick me up. I fucked up. He said, baby, it's all good. Ain't nothing but a word. And that's what it was. And that's mm-hmm. what it was. Yep. Also, a lot of times they say like people that um, are kind of like asleep or fall asleep during an accident tend to fare better than people that aren't. Just because like your body at that point, you're so you're relaxed and you're not watching what's going on. So you're not bracing yourself. You're kind of just going with the natural dynamic mm-hmm. of the crash. So I'm like, you all this bent out of shape. I'm like, the bump on the bumper don't look that crazy to me. Like, it, it could look like somebody just like, you know, hit a guardrail or something. But I'm like, I don't know if you just bent out of shape. 
you might have been awake, aka just drunk. Exactly. <laughs> you, you you miscalculated the turn. That's what it looks like. And, and you, yep. I, I was rear-ended a year ago by a Baltimore City police officer. And let me tell you, oh my god, I was awake. Yeah, and I felt myself tense, and my head has never. I've never felt my head move like it did. I felt like a Barbie when they used to snap the Barbie. <laughs> and I can tell you, I felt like I was in a fog, like after, but the cops, you know, the, the other cops came uh, beside the one who hit me. And he, well, what he actually did was rear-ended the person behind me who the, then rear-ended me. Mm. He caused a whole accident and then tried to say his brakes um, locked, but that wasn't the case. But so... I was feeling foggy and I barely could almost get myself together enough to drive home. Like my brain was kind of foggy. Mm -hmm. How she went on a trip the next day or days because I woke up that morning and the next morning and I felt like somebody had bent my whole body like a pretzel and then locked it with lock pads and I couldn't straighten up like my neck. And even now a year later after going into physical therapy for almost six months, Mm -hmm. it still hurts for me to drive long periods of time. So how she... Is, was able to do that. I'm like, oh, you good. And you know, why kind of alluded to it. He was like, maybe you shouldn't be going on this trip. Hint, hint. Like, yep. he was like, the right. Here, so I can't say, like, bitch, you don't need to be going on the damn trip. Like, you, we liability right now. <laughs> but And he told her, hint, hint, don't be drinking too fucking much on this trip, bitch. Yes, yes, he sure did. He said, don't that's drink. what they're going to be looking for. And what did she do? Down the whole bottle of Camus. God damn it! I need to. I need to try some motherfucking Camus. I need to know if it's. it's I know we need to try Camus on air. (laughs) I need to know. And it must go down smooth, or she's used to it. Her tolerance level. I remember being in college, and y'all. It got to the point where I was on two different campuses. My first campus, I went to Penn State. So when I went to one, it was like majority us in, in one dorm, right? And mm-hmm. then the next year I was in the apartments and it was majority of white people. Let me tell you something. Anytime you are doing shots of Golden Schlager and Ooh. Everclear, where if they put a match to your mouth, you would light it on fire. Everclear, child. Yeah, <laughs> listen, Everclear just killed me. Listen, and drinking like whiskey and all that, and you are kind of good. I knew I had to be like, mm, pause. You gonna need to step back on drinking. Because you are able to hang too much with this stuff. <laughs> when before all it took was a Mad Dog Twenty Twenty, and I'm like, great, and I'm like, what happened? So, if I was able to, but my tolerance level had gotten high, so I knew I needed to step back. So saying all that, Monique drunk that whole bottle and was fully present at dinner. I might have been <laughs> sleep on the table. <laughs> That my, my house, what we might have had dramatic moments for me because I'm not getting up for dinner because I can't move. Like how she drank a whole bottle of Camus, or it's like Kool Aid. So y'all, maybe yeah, y'all need to try it. Let me know. Do I need to get a bottle? What <laughs> I want to know. <laughs> no, because they were like, "Yo, you're such a good drunk." I'm like, "No, this bitch has a high tolerance. That's what she right, says. right. <laughs> That's why she thought she could drive home. Bring it full circle. That's absolutely true." Um, so yeah, so everyone's meeting up and suddenly we're going to Nima Colon and <laughs> the, um, as she's getting her back put into place by Chris, like the van is outside for them to leave on this trip. And she's like showing off the, her car injury. And she's like, Oh, Ashley, look, like it's going to cost, like you said, $10,000 to fix like whoopsies. Mm-hmm. And then she's like, <laughs> and then, um, heading back to meet and greet the other ladies. Um, only thing notable about everybody coming on is, of course, Robin is the last to arrive. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, duh. And <laughs> we have everybody here, even friend of Sharice. Yeah, so the ladies start to drive, and then we see the car being pulled away, like, yes, <laughs> getting towed. As she's like leaving, we see the car getting towed off. So everybody's kind of like, wait, what's happening? Why is your car getting towed away? And she's like, <laughs> she's like, oh, we had lunch yesterday, which like one plus one doesn't equal five so everyone was like you had lunch your car's getting towed and then Giselle I mean I don't love her but sometimes I love her for moments like this where she was like oh so y'all was drinking (laughs) I mean straight up up, let's be real and then uh, Monique's initial like obviously she already has this thesis statement she prepared and she (laughs) says I had two martinis but we ate <laughs> like, okay. That is the time. Somebody who's prepared like that, you've been questioning before, ma'am. Yeah, the butt we ate. Like, and I wasn't drunk though. Like, okay, so we either, right, we either need to talk about the fact that after two martinis, you're standing up straight and you're fine, or the fact that you were drunk and you drove home drunk. Either is an issue. Nonetheless, they start popping bottles and Ashley, <laughs> the amazing. <laughs> Um, they're like, oh, moving on. So <laughs> they start <Right>. um, <laughs> drinking. Of course, Ashley is an amazing host. And she has a bottle of Camus on deck. And she just gives it immediately to Monique. And it reminding me of Ramona and the Pinot Grigio. How, like, everyone knows. Even remember season two, Jay, when um, Giselle, G- Giselle, ooh, Jill had to, she, like, was having a charity meeting, and she accidentally forgot to get a bottle of Pinot, and she freaked yeah, out last yeah. minute. She was like, Ramona is not going to have it. Like, if there's not Pinot when she walks through the door, she's leaving. She's pissed. So, I guess that's Sharice and her Camus. Um, so, they start to talk about Nima Cullen. I've been to Nima Cullen. Have either of you ladies been? No, no. And I was going to say, I was getting ready to say, we should all go. I've, um, you guys had Obi on the podcast and me, Obi, Kendrick, Stephanie from Mocha Minutes and Moni and others. We were like, we need to do a podcast tour, like go to places and have a live <laughs> podcast. So y'all need to get in on it. We could all go to Nima Colon. But you've been, so you have to be the Ashley in this case. <laughs> oh, you have to be our tour guide. You've been one time and you need to. Right. <laughs> it's yep, literally, yep. I'm like, Ashley, I'm literally Ashley who's been one time. Like, but, she, <laughs> but she went when she was like six. I didn't go, I went I, within the last five years, I would say. Okay. But she went when she was four and she remembers it. And then she also brings up the fact that her and her family, like, it's a fond memory because she was saying like, her grandparents didn't have a lot of money, which, you know, everyone has those memories with like people who do something really big for them because they want them yeah. to have the memory. So she remembers her grandparents really wanted her to remember this like nice trip. So she went there and whatever. And then she also talks about the other nice thing she did, which was they had a trailer in the summers they would go sleep on. And then Giselle, of course, is like, oh, so like you lived in a trailer park. <laughs> I mean, would you all call it her living in a trailer park or would, are you giving it the, it was fun. We lived in the summer on a trailer. Listen, if she wants to spin it and say it was fun, I, we had fun. I'm going to go with that. Yeah. Trailers, and I'm going to go with that. Mm-hmm. The, the shady, the shady way is to say that she lived in a trailer park where she was only there for one summer. And, right. Um, it, you know, it was like, a, like, and even if she did live in a trailer park, she not living there now. Exactly. And I feel like Ashley would say it because didn't she say that they were homeless at one point when she was growing up? Yep. She's definitely said that. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, but I mean, I'm not saying she lived in a nice trailer because that's not true. But like, <laughs> trailer living can be cool. Like, she didn't have to put it like in like, oh, so you lived in the trailer park? Yeah, she could. Yeah, it, yeah. it, it was, could be fun. It was classes a little bit for her to say that, but um, you know, that's just oh, she's trash. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it is what it is. Like, yeah. Um, doing the Lord's work though by asking. Um, yeah. it, but I love that she expected what it actually going to say. Yes, in fact, you're right. It was me living in a trailer park and I loved being trashy. I would have liked her to do that spin like how yes. Ramona and Sonia did that when people was like, you're both white trash, quite frankly. And, and Sonia was like, maybe we are, but like, that's yes. not nice to say. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> but, and shut it all the way down. What can you say to that? Exactly. You're a fucking hater now. But um, nonetheless, they also start to get into the meat and potatoes of the drama of this episode, which is Sharice versus mm-hmm. Candace. So in this, I don't know, this is a classic housewives trope where they in, they're having a conversation and it's getting elevated and one of them calls another one a bitch. Like, yes, it always kind of gets and builds to that point or someone starts cussing in general and then they like, hold on, you're not going to be swearing at me. Da, da, da. You're not going to call me a bitch. Da, da, da. Like, y'all call, y'all say whatever any other day. And now yeah. it's a little heated and she accidentally said it was a shady bitch moment. She didn't even call you a bitch really if we're getting right. technical. Right. She, I mean, it wasn't Whoa. a good line, but she called right. you a shady bitch. It was a shady mm-hmm. bitch moment where you asked if my mother pays for my ring. But where did you land on the Sharice versus Candace Smackdown? Is this what you expected her to do when they gave her the advice? Kind of, did you feel like it was out of left field? What did you feel about Candace and her reaction? First of all, like Ashley mentioned at some point, either in this episode or the next one, I think it was this one though. She was like, yeah, Monique definitely kind of riled Candace up. Yes. Like, I think her goal was really for her to go over, go at Giselle, not yep. at Sharice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but I do think that Candace had to address both of them because I think they were both being intentionally shady. And I thought Sharice was just coming off. You know how I feel about when people go at Candace about certain things, particularly about her mom. I'm just like, you just look kind of like a bully. Like there's really no way around it to me mm-hmm. in my eyes. You don't, there's, there's nothing that you can say about their relationship that I feel like was, was any of your business to ever say. You know what I mean? And uh, <laughs> I'm like, oh my god, guys, did you hear? Did you hear what she said? She called me a bitch. Yeah. And then Robin <laughs> unhelpfully fucking um, she called her a bitch. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> no one asked you to come over here. Like, that's what pisses me off about Robin because like she she weirdly kind of like pushes the drama along, but like not really, mm-hmm. and is like involved, but like also yeah. not really. If she's involved, I think her involvement is stupid. And if she's pushing it along, it's generally because she's on Giselle's side or somebody's side. Um, and it's usually the side I don't agree with. So I don't okay. I feel like I'm <laughs> in an odd space with Robin. So I don't know. I I definitely feel like at first, you know, looking at it the first time because we hadn't seen the future Candace, you think, wow, boom, it came off out of nowhere. And she just was like, uh, she was loaded, like a loaded gun, just boom, boom, boom. Like she didn't pause. Mm-hmm. She didn't have to take a breath to get herself together Mm-mm. because after they addressed the whole, you know, I was saying it was a moment. I wasn't calling you that, blah, 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 blah. Then 
Sharice does what people do when they're losing the argument sometimes. You gotta lower your voice. You're getting too mm-hmm. loud. Yes. Yes. When they start out a minute. Yeah. Yeah. Like Bethany we were does it a lot too, just saying yeah. Bethany Frankel from Round Neighbor. Yeah. And it, and it could turn into gaslighting if mm-hmm. you're not quick like Candace, because you may end up that could almost make somebody feel like um almost especially when you're in a group of people and somebody's telling you you're being loud in the heat of an argument, it almost like takes the wind out of the argument, but not for Candace. And then when she throws out I don't play with kids. (laughs) (laughs) She don't play with old women. (laughs) I don't play with old ladies, but what was old granny? Geriatric granny. Geriatric granny. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Not only are you geriatric, but you're a fucking granny too. You're a geriatric granny. We went from an old woman to a geriatric granny i was like what see and and i think sharice probably thought i don't play with kids that candace was going to get in her feelings and pouty now maybe she was but not before calling you an old woman <laughs> <laughs> an old Which is woman. like an old woman's worst nightmare because yes the only people the there's nobody more in denial than older women for sure yes the whole like oh yeah I'm not turning you know 65 I'm 25 I'm like girl you are 65 and that is fine like right be be who you are and who you are I think the added fuel was because Sharice knew her uh, once again her job was on the line with Candace yeah and and Candace was it wasn't somebody that was within even of three or five year age range that Mm -hmm. she was she was competing with a younger woman Mm -hmm. So then for her to say, I'm not, you know, because I'm, come on now, you know, as black women, if somebody was arguing with y'all and they'd be like, whatever, little girl, like, it's not like joking. Like my friend, I'm a couple months older than her. So sometimes I'll tell her, I always tell her she likes to be the big sister of all of us, but she's younger than all of us. So I'll tell her, go ahead, little girl, we're joking. But in an argument, I know if I said that, that would be a trigger because it's It's inflammatory. Yeah, thank you. It is inflammatory. So uh, Sharice knew what she was doing, but Candace got her. And then um, y'all better give her a heads up because we don't want Shasha to come out. Who is Shasha? The one that skates on a hoverboard? <laughs> like I have not seen. Champagne <laughs> one? Right. She ain't, gonna, a, she ain't about nothing. She ain't, she ain't about that action. Right. She, she spit, a couple, spit a couple bars and rode on a hoverboard. Like what? With Shasha, when she supposedly checked Giselle last year, where she was like, don't let the zip code fool you. Like, get the fuck out of here. Whatever. What does that mean? And have you noticed that, like, Sharice holds her hands in a very weird way? Yeah, yes. I-, <laughs> <laughs> I can't even describe it. It's just a very weird way. Yeah. <laughs> yes, that is very, like, <laughs> folded pterodactyly, and then, like, the fingers are doing this weird thing, and then I hate her nails. Oh man, everything about Sharice. I could honestly go on and on. Monique also then all the pictures. I'm sorry, you just made me think of everyone that I've seen of Sharice. And now you're making me focus on her hands and I'm upset with you. I'm mad. (laughs) (laughs) I just can't. And then Monique decides to, you know, make the scene about her again a little bit by going over there and sitting in between them. Like (gasps) she didn't stoke the fire like she's like oh let me just go sit in the middle and diffuse this when you were the reason this scene is happening she just sat in between them but didn't even say anything and then when she's um 
Monique wants to jump on now the side of Sharice. You were just in the booth. I mean, just in the before the accident when y'all were all shopping together saying that Sharice is my girl, but I would have did blah, blah, blah. Now in the vehicle when when uh, Sharice is saying you better warn her, she's saying, oh, yeah, y'all don't want Shasha to come out. What? You was just saying how you would have said something to her now. And then Candace says, um, you don't want Candace to come out. I don't have alter ego. Yeah, I'm just right. Candace. I'm, I'm just going to come out. She said, I'm just going to come out. So, um, <laughs> yeah, she's so funny. Entire season again. Oh, my God. Mm. Y'all over here getting me hype. I can't wait to watch the whole thing again. No, you. Sh- the episode is wild. It's so much going on. So. Okay, so we're going to take a little break. Go get some snacks. Get some water. You know, moisten your, your palate. Um, and then we're going to finish out the episode when we get back. We'll be right back after this short message from our sponsor. So we're back, but it's the same bullshit because they're still in this bus. And the com- <laughs> <laughs> um, they're still on their way to Nima Colon. And this is the point where they discover that Monique has finished the whole bottle. And she looks at just, she's like, Giselle, didn't you have some? And Giselle, you know, she loves to pretend she barely drinks and barely says any bad words and barely has sex so she's like oh yeah um i only had a sip like a thimbleful you drink the whole bottle by yourself right (laughs) you measuring now okay right you could have just said i only had a little bit but you yeah that's mostly you that's just what you would say but yeah she had to clear her name so um this is when they kind of get into like drunk monique as a character and Giselle says, like, I like drunk Monique, but, like, it is a little alarming that she is getting this wasted. It's probably, like, 1 p.m. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? I think this wasn't fair. It's like a girl's trip. Like, yes. Yeah. It's just because it's on, you know, it's following this mysterious car crash. Exactly. That's the thing. Yeah. That it looks bad. And Chris knew it was going to look bad. That's why he warned her before she left. But, you know, she always him. So... Yeah, I, I feel the same way too. Sometimes on a girl's trip, when you leave earlier than that and you're drinking wine, especially if you're being driven, mm-hmm. right? you know, or you're getting on a plane, what happens when sometimes you may be going with your girlfriend and you get to the airport and things are open, but it's not uh, the drinking hour in quotes, but you still might have some, bef- like a glass of wine before you get on your plane. Listen, vacation is vacation. And right. I remember when I was going to Vegas, I was like, I'm drinking on the plane. I'm drinking in the airport. <laughs> right. That's just, that's just what it is, especially if you go to like a tropical location too. So I feel like it wasn't fair to to, to get down on her about the drinking, especially also because she's drinking wine. It's not like she's like, you know, slurring her words off of like a whole bottle of tequila. And then, then I'm like, all right. Right. That was more, that would be, but maybe because we went to Penn State. Maybe I'm not a good judge, actually. <laughs> I forget everything I said. Maybe I'm just not a good judge of right. drinking casually. Because to me, I'm like a bottle of wine. I'm like, what's that? That's nothing. It's only two and a half glasses. Like, for real? <laughs> I was about to give her the benefit of the doubt majorly yeah. because I was going to say, there's even some left. But that doesn't help. <laughs> <It was> only- <laughs> I, I think that was the, the, the alcoholic. <laughs> that was that was coming out, so I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> that is um, I want to make an overall note that Monique, looking back, especially like to know her in this form now, I like never was a huge Monique fan, but I actually appreciate her more 
looking back in comparison to the version of her we know now. Yeah, I can agree with that. Yes. Yeah, it was like, damn, like, if this was the bitch you could have been, why couldn't you have stayed her? Like, this was fine, the the messy driving and the being the drunk and whatever, you were giving us content, but it wasn't, like, hurting the other ladies or this whole big ordeal or anything like that. Yep. And you know what's crazy? On my latest episode, I did a bonus by myself. I said at the Mm -hmm. end that I didn't care for Monique, but after going back and talking about different seasons... It was like, I actually, not saying that I didn't like her, but I enjoyed her. I literally just said that on my episodes. I'm totally with you, Jay. Like, looking back now, because this version of Monique we're getting is now more guarded also. She was really hurt when they accused her of drunk driving. I think she was mm-hmm. really hurt. But mm-hmm. now she's more has more of a wall up. But her yep. wall is anger versus Karen's. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And so, like I said earlier about, like, Libra's just caring a lot about aesthetics and appearance. Mm. Um, and, you know, they're a partnership sign. They're a sign of, like, relationships. So they care about their relationships and their public appearance. Um, and so <laughs> it really hurt her that, like, they were basically, you know, saying that she was an alcoholic and she was drunk driving. Because even if it was true, it's kind of like, you still want your friends to have your back. And if that's the fucking story right. in public, then I need you bitches to be like, yeah. She was sleeping at the wheel. That's it. You know what I mean? Like you, right? That you claim to really be my friend. Like you're not gonna, you know, sell me up the river like that. But yeah, because didn't she even say at one point she didn't know who to trust? Yeah. So I can imagine being in that world. Like now you're really in that world. Like this is your second season. You know, third season for the show. Second season. Now it's like. Oh shoot! They, it's time to wake up. They're not playing small. They play mm-hmm. big in these in this world. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I will also say that Monique was definitely planting the seeds this early on, also about how she's got all these businesses going and she's tired. Yes, and, 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 da, 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 da. and I was like, that's interesting. I didn't remember it went back that far. Remember the first episode of that season when she talked about how busy she was. She was outside playing with her kids. How busy she was. When she talked about her running businesses and she goes to lunch and she networks and all of that. And in her confessional, she goes, oh, sorry, my phone's ringing because she's so it's like, (laughs) ma'am, ma'am, that was your alarm. You used the ringtone. Stop it. (laughs) But she was so busy. That's Jill, your partner from Not For Lazy Moms, because you told her to call you at this time. <laughs> that whole thing. <laughs> right. You do that thing where you're on a bad date, where you're like, oh, wait, what? Yes. It's an emergency? Yes. And your friend is like, I don't know what's happening. <laughs> oh, wait, you need me to come now? Right. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> yes. Bye. So, yeah. So, the theme of this part is they're getting in, like, luxury cards to ride off to their house. Now, <laughs> the part in... The part of Nima calling I stayed in, I didn't stay in like a house. I stayed in like a, like in, there's like a hotel part. So that's the part I um, know. So I don't know. The grounds are huge though. So like they get wheeled, like it was a long drive for them to get to the houses. So they ride for a while and go to these houses. Wait, I'm sorry to cut you off. Not really, (laughs) but. So Nima is just like a resort or is it like a, like a, a town? It's really insanity. Like, I don't know how to describe it. (laughs) Because you can do a lot there. Like, you can do all the activities they were doing. They Like, I went in the winter, so, like, you can do, like, all the snow sports, too. They have, like, different, like, lodges for different places. It's low-key a whole city. Like, wow. But it is just a resort. Like, even the part I stayed on, like, 
I've stayed in some hotels, but I've never said at a hotel, honestly, that I would say is as nice. Like, we had a butler every night who came and drew us a bath, and then they had, like, a pillow mini where you take your pillows every day. I know. It's really insane. And, like, um, you're the first on the stop. Right. right. Yes. Yes. And then we'll make our way south. (laughs) (laughs) It's really, really beautiful. And they have a beautiful spa there. I, it was an, oh my God, gorgeous. And like, it was really, really, really nice. And I didn't, and it's in Pennsylvania. You wouldn't think it was like, just like gorgeous, beautiful thing, but it was insane. I was so shocked. I'm telling you, when I saw the pillow menu, you pick your pillow every day for what you want to sleep and how you want to sleep. I know. I've never seen anything like that. Mm. Wow. Which is crazy because so, I need no help with sleep. But me neither. I would be like, I don't know. I'm a, look. This is a game. Let's let's just randomly pick and see. You know, because I wouldn't even know how to be like. I don't know. Like, right. Anything gonna sound great? Oh wow. Okay. So Nima Cole yeah, so, slash resort. All right. <laughs> right. Um, fabulosity luxury. I yeah. guess. Uh, so <laughs> <laughs> they're just kind of talking about the fact that Monique is wasted. Like, in the other car, it's Robin, Giselle, and Sharice. And then in the... I mean, not Robin. I oop, I lumped her in. Karen, Giselle, and Sharice. And Robin's in the fun car, and she's with Monique, Ashley, and Candace. And Monique just keeps saying, like, I'm wasted, and I hate having to pretend I'm sober when I'm just drunk, and I just want to be drunk, which mm-hmm. is so relatable. Yeah. That is so <laughs> relatable. Um, and so they're just talking about how, like, they love to party, and Candace, of course, that's when they start talking about, like, good drunk versus bad drunk, like Jay was saying, and Candace is like, oh, like, I'm such a bad drunk, and she's like, oh, yeah, and then Monique was like, oh, yeah, I'm a good drunk, so, like, it's fine, I could be wasted, it's fine. <laughs> um, <laughs> the foreshadowing is just out of this world, like, okay. Mm. Wine is the extra housewife on this show. Yes. Who knew? <laughs> <laughs> she's been in fights and everything it's crazy so they um they get to the house sorry i just got that it's i'm new normally it took me a minute okay <laughs> it's true um and they get to the house and i would like to note that ashley explains that she had the ladies at her house at bethany beach mm-hmm. a couple years ago and she knows now what to do as a hostess because these ladies have high standards <laughs> they don't want to sleep in a twin bed girl get out of here <laughs> and you ain't got no air conditioner Mm-mm-mm. right because I'm looking at this scene and I'm just like they're very uh, bougetto some of them yes yes very yes. very I'm much so looking at their outfits particularly Sharice in this big ass conch <laughs> you're going I'm sending you straight to hell right <laughs> now I promise you I'm looking and it's you know, her shot shot, her champagne room. And I'm just like, it's just a very bougetto experience with these ladies a lot of the time. So the things that they hem and haw at, like, and again, I don't know if it was this episode. I think it was, no, it was this episode. It was like a flashback of how, like, um, <laughs> Karen was like, well, I'm not going to eat my fingers with no napkins. Like, I can't lick my fingers. Yes. Down. It's very, like. Okay, relax. You know what I mean. So it's just weird that I don't. I just can't describe it. It's just weird that the things that they like point and like pick at. It's just can't relate. And how y'all wasn't it y'all that we we talked about? Y'all said brought up House of Darion. So once again, <laughs> there it is. <laughs> 
like you have on a $29.99 wig you got from Sally's. Meanwhile, you need to be Girl. in the most fabulous, luxurious locations. You need to be in the most expensive room, have the king side, like California king by yourself with your own bathroom. Yeah. Meanwhile, your house is not even as nice. Like yeah. I don't, Girl. I take issue mm-hmm. with you sleep in, like Robin sleeps in a box, but meanwhile... <laughs> <laughs> you can't do anything less than five stars. It doesn't add it's up to just me. weird. And the and people that are like super like in my I feel like bougie about eating, not even like the food that they're eating, but um just the way they're eating too. Very like mm-hmm. <laughs> the right silverware and the, it just drives yep. me nuts. Cause I'm like, this doesn't make you yeah. any more better high class or like culture like relax you know what i mean and the next scene they they order um the next episode they order like escargot and i'm like are y'all fucking kidding me like right please (laughs) right some of you are living in studio apartments according to um your cash (laughs) yeah this is so like they're just trying to be so highfalutin and it's so funny like it's it's not I don't know what kind of image you think you're putting off, but I'm actually catching everything and it's not adding right. up. So I right. don't... It's, come on. <laughs> doing a better job than Robin's accountant. <laughs> <That's for sure>. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's uh, it's a really a mess. And then Giselle, like to your point about food, she makes a comment like, I need to eat right now. Like kind of under her breath and Ashley's like, Don't worry, babe, I'm getting you some mm-hmm. food and there's gonna be food at the like I mean, damn, bitch, we'll eat what we what? eat. Like, you know how vacation goes. You be low-key hungry all day. You either eat in the morning and then you don't eat all okay, day. Or but, you eat, you uh, get it where you fit it in. Okay. the damn bus, so she needs to relax. You ain't I was just going to say you better get some snacks. She was snacking. Come on. She was eating fucking Pringles or whatever when she was asking <laughs> Monique if she was drunk driving. So, yeah. <laughs> I know they had funny snacks in there. There was like this big bag of popcorn in like a like a gallon size Ziploc bag. It was just white though, no butter. So I think it was white cheddar. And then I remember Karen was eating Welch's straight out the bag, which I love. <laughs> she had a a fat bag of Welch's just to herself. They did, I don't know. They were they were really snacking. Um, but there's food here, so don't you worry. They get served like a, I'm sure a multiple course meal. And this is the moment when Giselle decides she needs to reprimand Candace and tell her that she needs to apologize to Sharice. I got a problem with that. I have a problem with somebody telling somebody they need Mm. to apologize to somebody. What the fuck? Who the fuck are you? You know what I mean? Like, I don't even care if it's, it's just, unless you are, which is why Candace says, are you her mom? Unless it is a mom's like trying to get somebody to apologize to their baby, there is no reason why you are telling me that as a grown woman that I need to apologize to somebody else. It, right, and and should you apologize for for asking Monique? I'm just saying on camera, like for ask even if even if we weren't on camera, you're gonna ask me am I drunk driving in front of a group full of people? So let's not be the judge and jury of who uh, when we should apologize. Like, are as you serious? I'm concerned. We're even now because yes, the yes. bitch does some slick shit, yep. and I called her a slick bitch, man. And that's it. That's it. We're even. <laughs> and you know, know, little girl is a shady comment. So yes. Candace just came back harder. And that's like, what I meant to say too. Like, 
it's you gotta also be very careful. I feel like just in terms of like how you talk to black people too, like little boy and little girl have like serious like negative Ooh. conversations. Yes. So like yes, yes, you're yes. not about to you, you like I know like in our community it's very like you know respect your elders, but you also not about to sit here and call me little girl, little boy when you yep. know mm-hmm. what what that those words are just triggers in general. You know what I mean? So you were trying to trigger me. I got triggered and I said some slick shit back. What's the problem? You got they, the response you wanted, technically. <laughs> like, and they why just else did you can't have handle. Yes. Can, yeah. just, real, as an example, real quick, remember in the beginning of this season when Candace met with Giselle, when Giselle had that hat on with that crown on, and she was like, Oh, you go yes. below the belt. The way that they were, when they showed that flashback of the after show, Giselle, you already know that Candace has an issue with y'all making fun of her mom paying for everything. Then you go on t- on the after show, but it's still getting streamed everywhere. And you and Robin literally did exactly what Candace said. And then you were kikiing and you hear them kiki And you say that her mom, what she's already, who, who she's already asked you not to talk about. You say her mom and Dorothy um, said Candace still asking for her to pay for it. So then you got mad. You threw that little pebble and then Candace came back with a grenade and blew your whole tear down cabin up don't mm. get mad mm-hmm. so that that's that's my issue with these ladies because y'all are not as quick as her and don't have the vernacular the vocabulary that she has now you're mad mm-hmm. same thing it's the sadness they got away with words because candace yeah. and you know, obviously you know nini and dorinda too dorinda you Ooh, know yeah she's her clapbacks is also pretty legendary quick um, <laughs> so I feel I commend Sharice for trying to go to go toe to toe with Candace, but I think she kind of learned Got very quickly that sure that you know Candace was going to come back for her one and two. Nobody was going to defend her. I think she thought that she had a little bit more clout, and somebody mm-hmm. else other than Giselle was going to be the main person speaking up. But that right wasn't the case either, right. Because truth be told, they say that in real life, it's Sharice that is the actual grand dame and has all the connections in Maryland here. Yes. So I think she felt like, again, this little girl coming in and none of the other women had her back in front of Candace as hard as can, you know, as hard as Candace was coming at her. I think she felt like somebody should have her back because for her to say, y'all better tell her. You know, you know, when, when you really prompting your friend, like if you don't say something, so you're like, y'all better tell her she don't want Shasha to come. No, you tell her. <laughs> right? It's, it's like, y'all better tell her. And then also Shasha. No. Yeah. I, can we be very direct? Right. Can you turn to her and be like, I'm Sharice. You can't talk to me like this. Like, stop right. bringing other people into it. Stop bringing your alter ego. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, this brings the, the, so many elements into this. You, I you love look, that. And you sound scared. Yes, so you got to summon a whole nother ego, Shasha. Yeah. Get out of here. Look, Cand- Candace got yeah, to work for Shasha too. Now don't do it. Who Look, who got next? Is there any other of you that's getting ready to come out? Because Candace got to work for all, all of you in you. Exactly. Um, I'm actually glad you said that because it actually leads into something I left out in the car scene where... Like you alluded to earlier, Taria, Ashley made that comment saying, um, I think that Monique wanted Candace to go off on Giselle, but she didn't yes. get it from me. Then in the car, she, my, um, Monique turns to her and she was like, yeah, but Giselle was asking you questions too, so make sure you get her together too. Yes. She was drunk, but yes, she didn't forget she to say sure that. Did. She did. Yeah, yes, she did. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, yeah, plotting and planning and doing what she can behind the scenes, but they showed it on camera. So then we know why in this mm. next scene. Ashley kind of brings up, they're all sitting down, they're eating their lunch, and she brings up, well, there's a lot of contention in the group, so I didn't know how this was going to go. And the ladies are sitting there, you know, Monique's nodding heavily. And she was just saying there's a lot of digs thrown at each other. Um, and that, you know, Candace owes Sharice an apology is what Giselle blurts out of her mouth as the biggest issue Which, in the group. What? Right, like, get, get out of here. here. Everything that happened that was said to me? Like, you just, you just, I'm supposed to just bow down because I'm the youngest and the newest it's so weird. Like Giselle puts like the 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 newer castmates on like some sort of weird like hazing thing. Yes, like, and that's why I don't think I hate when people say, "Oh, she was she's jealous because Monique has four homes." I truly don't think she, uh, Giselle is jealous. I really don't think her dislike of Monique came from jealousy. I really don't. Monique, what is um. Uh, Giselle always said about Monique from day one, she runs her mouth a lot. And we seen even this scene in the editor when when she was talking about everything she had, I mean, not this scene, this season, when they were going to her lake yeah. house and, and the editor yeah, showed her going. It. Yep. Yeah. So it's like, she did call it from day one after she wrapped in the Willard. <laughs> she wrapped in the Willard. Oh my God, Hazel! Hey, what was it? Hazel? No, e? I think no, that's somebody else. That's <laughs> somebody else that's loving hip hop. Yes. Uh, now on marriage boot camp. Stop. That's a whole nothing. Right, but she's Hazel something. Hazel baby. She's, hey, Hazel straight from the DC. Isn't Hazel um, on Love and Hip Hop? Hazel baby and Monique Hazel E. No, then it must be reversed because Hazel that's E is right. okay, definitely okay. Love and Hip Hop. Oh my! We, we, but who would have thought? The, that's. I'm about to say, now we're getting into the minutia here. But anyway, to get back <laughs> to get back to the episode, because we're almost done. So um, basically, Candace is standing up for herself saying she doesn't owe Sharice an apology. If they both owe each other an apology, that's one thing. But she, by herself, does not owe Sharice an apology for Sharice saying, did your mom buy your ring? That's not her fault that she said that she had to react. But Karen steps in and says, basically... I think you just share too much with us. So you give us a lot to work with in terms of picking at us. And I won't do it because I'm not that type of person, but these ladies like to pick at stuff. So you might want to yep. shut it down and be a little less vulnerable if you don't want them to pick at your Achilles heel. So now that you've revealed it, it's mm. fodder for mm -hmm. them and they're going to use exactly. it against you. Yeah. So it's pretty upsetting for her and she feels defensive because she's like, well, fuck, like I just I'm, I'm new in this group. I'm trying to introduce myself like she I'm just saying what my life is. And I just yes. thought it would be OK for me to say what my life is. Yes. They're haters. And then Giselle, you know, she you know, she's spearheading this whole conversation. She loves to stand up for the OGs, meaning like the OGs being yes. Shasha and Robin. Those, those three, yeah. they go way back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Karen should be counted in that group, but she hates Karen so much that she'll put Karen on either Karen's side. It doesn't matter to her. Yeah. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> <laughs> and she's pop Giselle's popping off. She's really upset. She says the name yes. calling and all that. And then of course it's like the technicality of like I said shady bitch moment instead of she was a shady bitch. So it's two different things and then, you know, like Jay just said, like, are you her mother? She's like, no, they're yelling. And it's a lot. And then in her confessional, this is also a running theme throughout Potomac. Ashley says maybe Giselle would be happier if she was And which must sex. be true, because then 
when they revealed it, what that she was back with Jamal, doesn't somebody say, I knew she's been in a good mood? I don't know if it was, um, it was um, Ashley that said it. Monique, yeah, mm -hmm. see, it's like, so, yep. girl, it should not be that note, like, come on. And they said the same thing about Sharice, too, that she would clearly be happy. Yes. Clearly, you know, everyone's theory is that you'd be happier if you are getting regularly late. And I don't disagree with that theory. Um, right. <laughs> I think that's a pretty... I yeah. think that's yeah, a great theory. Right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, also, it's just complete, complete side note. Do you notice what Sharice is eating compared to what everyone else is eating? I didn't like seeing that. What was she? Was no, what was Sharice eating? Because I noticed everyone else had like a burrata yeah, yeah. and rice. <laughs> I didn't know what I thought the it was like a fried calamari. Yeah, like a fried calamari, and uh, you know, you know, Ashley's skinny ass got like fucking sliders. And then Sharice is like eating like fruits and like spinach. I'm like, oh, <laughs> I was like, I didn't like. Oh, you're right. Her shit does look like you would feed it to like a pet or like a rabbit. Like a lot of white space. There's a lot of plate space. Listen, she wanted to stay snatched for her spot that ultimately got snatched from her. <laughs> Should have had the burger. Should have had the slider, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Maybe you would be a housewife right. you just fucking Maybe ate. You were fucking happy. <laughs> Right, look, she would have been full and funny. You know how when you get to that <laughs> that sweet spot where you're not stuffed, but you're full and you're warm and you had a glass of wine, but you hungry mm -hmm. and now you're mm -hmm. mad. I feel yes, yes. <laughs> Jay, if y'all don't, don't put that on merch, I feel like after I eat a burger, I feel safe. I feel safe. <laughs> I love that. I feel safe. <laughs> Yeah, and Sharice is clearly feeling very unsafe. She's on edge. Even her body language, yes. like she's tense, she's on the edge of her yes. chair. She's like, I'm like, damn, bitch, relax, <laughs> like lean back and like, I don't know, take a breath. And she looks like she needs a massage mm -hmm. badly. Oh, that is funny. Uh, so that that kind of ends the episode. We see the previews for next week where Ashley reveals that it was not two martinis but in fact four that... right <laughs> okay listen 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 you know you know i'm gonna keep giving Teria some you know zodiac gold but <laughs> air signs which is aquarius so Charisse, gemini which is ashley and libra which is monique they're known for communication they're known for talking they're known for gossip they're known for chatting but i just feel like ashley doesn't give a fuck who she chats about if there is a yes. story there, yes, her ass is going to report it. Like, it does not matter if she really considers you a close friend. Because Ashley knew damn well to, to go around. First mm. of all, I watched a little bit of the episode. So it came, her announcing that news came out of nowhere. She was like, mm -hmm. it was like silence in the car. And she was like, yeah, I'm really worried for Monique because she had like four drinks. Yeah, <laughs> like, like who was talking about that? <laughs> who was talking about that? Robin was just saying how I had such a good time on the on the monkey bus. She was like, "Yeah, but I'm really worried about." Shit. I'm really worried about <laughs> like, Yo, Ashley, like, she scares me. Like, her and Michael scare me for two different reasons. But she just scares me because I feel like she doesn't have many morals to me. Because like, yeah, she opinion, doesn't. There has to be at least one person, but preferably a couple of people that you just don't talk about. That you just like, you stay loyal to, in my opinion. That like, if you have something to say, you say it to their face, preferably first. But if you do say it behind it, at least at some point, it gets back to them. 
But like, there has to be somebody that you're loyal to, and I don't think Ashley has that person. Or uh, and some, or, and at least loyal to like. So if all three of us are on a show together, and I know that something could be detrimental to your family, and not only that, come on, they all know how these other housewives, Teresa and other different housewives, have gotten in trouble because of stuff on camera. Mm-hmm. You know, you saying that about Monique on TV, on the show on Watch What Happens Live. That could have been detrimental to her family. That could have caused an open investigation for you to be that grimy, that none of that concerns you, that we already know that Chris um, has a mom that does not like Monique, Mm -hmm. and you know her family's gonna see that, and Mm -hmm. then that could concern her mother. And I remember on the Braxtons when the mom, the very beginning, when the mom saw that Trina had a mugshot, they, the sisters didn't just, I don't think, just put it out there. Like the mom had to see it out there. Yeah. So what I'm saying is with Ashley, like you gave no care to the people in Monique's life either, to mm-hmm. her husband. You just putting out there that his wife was driving drunk. And how, like you said about Monique and image, it made me think of the first se- the first episode in this season when she was naming who lived down the street. Um, she named the Redskins owner mm-hmm. and the Marriott owner. And that's crazy because she got out of timeshare with Marriott owner and some other, some, somebody and somebody. And, and Sharice lives down the street, which side note also lets you know, Sharice do kind of have it going on in terms of Potomac, maybe not on the show, but in real right. life. So for yeah. Ashley not to give any care to that, you so Thank hard you. on Candace now Oh, about Monique pressing charges and not going to jail. Girl, you could have had that same outcome could have happened to Monique based on what you said. Exactly. So, like, I feel like when, you know, Ashley's like, oh, I'm on your side or I'm supporting you. That doesn't really feel like much to me. You no. Like half a person. <laughs> yes. Like, yes. You gonna give me your support. It's probably gonna be backhanded or you're just gonna, like, you know, be wishy-washy and flip and you know, be on somebody else's side the next day. Like, it doesn't feel like... Or it could be, like, the current season because I don't understand what Monique has over her that she is blindly defending her. Like, I've never seen her defend anyone else. Notice what she does. So I And I feel like she's calculated so that it doesn't come back on the show. Let's talk about how they show that flashback scene of Monique and Giselle. I mean, of Ashley and Giselle. And Ashley says, you know, about Candace. Oh, Candace is made a huge effort to get close to Sharice, yes. knowing that Monique, in quotes, thinks, because I don't believe she thinks, Monique thinks that Sharice is spreading these rumors. So let's say if Monique really did think that. So you go and tell Giselle, who you know is going to run it back to Monique, that you heard Candace made a huge effort to get close to Sharice, all the while knowing Sharice never had anything to do with the video, the, the rumors. And we know that because she did an Instagram live or, or an Instagram video that was on her feed. She took it down. Well, it's on my feed now, so it's there. But she did an Instagram saying her Sharice had nothing to do with it. So how do you, if Monique is your friend, you would purposely plant a seed that Candace got close to Sharice on purpose, knowing that Sharice didn't even spread these rumors. You let your friend go through feeling that all this season only to wait till the season's over and do an Instagram video saying Sharice had absolutely nothing to do uh-uh. with the rumors. Which is the reason why Monique and Candace <laughs> were fighting in the first place. Yes. You were mad that I invited Sharice because you thought that Sharice was spreading shit about me. So yep. we actually fought for no reason. 
I, yes, exactly. y'all, she did a, a Instagram thing. And I was like, I know I'm not seeing what I thought. So I was like, I'm going to, I'm going to screen record this because uh-huh. it's going to be gone. Sure enough, it's gone. And I put it, I put it right on my feed. If she is so core, that's, you can't trust her. You know what that's making your friend Monique look like. And to me, honestly, outside of what it's making Monique look like, because I don't believe Monique believed it anyway. But even if she did, I'm looking at you. You're supposed to be Monique's girl. And you going to make a video saying Sharice had nothing to do with it. Okay. She said me and Sharice are very good friends. That's what she said on the video. You can't trust. You can't trust those gemini. They're slippery. <laughs> Ashley, run yes. and tell that Darby. Always right. say that way too fucking Those much. Bitches was frothing at the mouth to talk shit about her when the Michael shit came out. Because they're like, Yo, yes, you're always running your mouth about us. And then you yeah. still give, still yeah, got to give them credit because they could have even dogged her this season. But notice she had to say uh, respect. She couldn't even really humbly apologize at the winery when she was like, all these ladies could have talked about me because I was in their relationships. Yeah, they sure could have because you were in everything. Mm-hmm. Anything that came up, you were in. So and that's again, not, it's, it's mm. She's the one that caused the barn fight, but okay. Yep. It's so, and it's so crazy to me. They talk about Candace running her mouth because they unleashed her in this season. But at, I know we're talking about this, this uh, you know, season three, but real quick at the winery, remember when Ashley was talking about what her and Michael was going through? And then she said, we've let other people into our bedroom um, or had threesomes. What did Nick say to men? Yeah, that was a direct shot at Ashley when you know that's been the plot of girl. You knew what you were doing when you said that you didn't even let her tell you. Oh, yes, it's been two men. Well, no, it's been two women. You say two men or with men? Like, come on. I'm sorry. I just don't see it for people to act like they can't see what's really going on. Come on. Yeah, well, the two, the two <laughs> men, that was very funny and slept on. But it was not. If that's your girl who's riding for you the rest of this entire season, she's basically like her personality is being Team Monique. You shouldn't have. You would, shouldn't have been the one to point out. Oh, maybe two men. It did. <laughs> it didn't need be, need to be you, babe. Um, so yeah, so we see Ashley say that, and then that kind of Robin doing, you know, working for the check. She says, "Oh, by the way, Monique, I guess we're all pretty scared <laughs> for you because you had like four <laughs> martinis before you were driving." <laughs> that that we uh, baby, um, as Karen says, Father God in heaven. <laughs> Absolutely, mm-hmm. Father God in heaven. Because did she have like? Um, what did she say? She okay, had, though, or I'm sorry, what food did Let's she say? Talk- did she, they didn't even have food, food like a burger, right? Didn't she say what was it that she said I didn't she had? What food she had? Oh, okay, okay. I thought she's okay. Maybe in the next episode okay. she says it, but in this episode she didn't specify. Yeah, what she right. Had. Like, she should have said like I had pasta, fries, pasta, all that wings. <laughs> um. Okay, so now we're gonna go into. To wrap up the episode, our housewife on display. Tariya, you're going to go first. Of course, you already know the context, but we always have to say it. It's whoever stood out to you most in this episode. It could be not a housewife. It could be a thing. It could be anything that stood out to you the most. So who or what is your housewife uh, I, on display? It was Sharice because the, the, I almost felt like it was coming through her pores. Like I'm almost like she was physically fighting for this spot, but was using her words. And she got tripped up in her words because Candace used her words to tie her up in a knot. 
and throw away the key. So what stuck out for me was her more of her uh, aggressiveness, for lack of a better term, coming through this season than seasons past. You know, she she kind of moves slow. Almost she reminds me of being Southern, really. So she did that in the first two seasons. But then this season with Candace, it was like, mm, I need to step it up for my job. So I feel like that that's what stuck out to me. The almost almost like, and I hate to say desperation, but just trying to hold on to this job. For and it may not be for money, but Wealthy people can have all the money in the world, but if they want fame, nothing is going to make them happy until they have that fame. So, absolutely. Right. Okay. Yeah. For me, I Jay, would go ahead. say it was Monique because she gave us <clears throat> the Bentley crash. She gave us a little tipsy housewife on the bus and she stirred the pot. She is the reason why Sharice and Candace are arguing all the way on the ride to. Yes. <laughs> throughout their little lunch. Um, <laughs> so I will give it to her because she caused her own drama, but then also started to pop the smother. That's good. Yeah. Okay. And I'm going to have to choose to me, the natural yes. winner, which is Candace, because this is the last time we ever <laughs> saw that pageant. Candace. This is also the first time we ever saw hurricane Candace. She was kind of, the whole episode in terms of the drama with her and Sharice and like being a new version of herself that won't take shit as she goes. As Lauren Kent from VPR would say, she goes toes with Giselle and she doesn't give a fuck and she lets Giselle know what it is and she takes Monique's advice and she takes Ashley's advice and she does more yes, than they could have ever dreamed. You're right. So oh it's you, God. Candy Girl. So yeah, that that is that. But any final thoughts you want to say, Taria? Anything you need to get off your chest? Obviously, plug yourself um, in this moment. First, I just want to say again, thank you, ladies, so much for having me. I was so happy to find your podcast. You guys are funny, smart, quick, have such takes that um, make me look at things differently. And I love that you're both J and J. You know, I told you that. <laughs> I love that. Um, also. <laughs> right, I should have yes, introduced you in the, the third, intro as I'm our third, third J. Guys. God damn it. <laughs> what did I say it was? J A E with an accent. <laughs> I'm that J. Um, yes. Also, I want to encourage <laughs> all of you listeners, um, just like Jay said, if you want to see the genesis of the Candace that we know now, go back and watch season three, episode six. First, go back and watch season three, episode one, and just kind of look at the way the ladies talk about the things they have, uh, i.e. Monique, you'll, you'll see each each woman for who she is. Uh, Ashley's messiness, again, when it comes to the tax, you know, Karen and Ray's taxes, but again, you're driving around with your clothes in your car. Um, anyway, so go back and watch season three, episode one, and then to six, uh, this episode that we just discussed. Um, you guys can find me on Instagram at, at Wego Podcast, W-E-I-G-O Podcast, for what else is going on podcast. You can find me on Twitter at T.S. Faison, T as in Tom, S like Sam, F-A-I-S-O-N. And if you want to hear the podcast, you can click the link in my Instagram bio. If you have an Apple phone, it'll take you to iTunes. If you have an Android phone, it'll take you to any um, platform that you can watch it on an Android device. So basically, whatever phone you have, it'll direct you to a platform that you can listen to the podcast to. I mean, if 
we haven't said it by this point. It doesn't need to be said. I mean, oh. Taria, thank you for coming on the pod. Jay, you know, <laughs> thanks for being here as usual. Hey, can I just make a suggestion? Can y'all get, can we get t-shirts meet, made JJ and Jay? JJ and Jay. We should get the freaking frack body but instead be, of the freaking frack, they all say JJ. When and Jay. COVID opens and we do our podcast tour and we start at Nima Colon. <laughs> <laughs> With the bottle of in hand, for sure. Yes, yes the outfits yes, will yes. make a premiere. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, now I'm going to yes. tell y'all, I will like, not pee in the grass like Ashley did in this episode unless, you know, I, might be I can't to hold it. One, take one for the team. Yeah. Now, look. I, I've done yeah, it I've before, done that before. I, I've done it multiple t- times. Make it to the bathroom, but if not, you might see a shot of a J Moon. <laughs> yeah, but I'm gonna try to hold it. <laughs> uh, up in the back of the Rolls Royce, also, or are we just gonna like get a Chevy Suburban and call it a day? I, I think we I need to get a Chevy Suburban. <laughs> okay. All right, just wondering, just wondering. <laughs> we can do, we can do a Chevy, Chevy. We might have to get a couple of them. <laughs> Right. The yes. whole trip is going to be a high low, you know what I mean? So like the Chevy Suburban will be on the lower scale, but yes, we'll pay in that. other ways. It'll that. be luxurious. Thank you guys again for having me. I've had like the best time talking to you guys. Thank you for making me go back and uh, rewatch like old scenes. I did it once for research purposes, but now you made me do it again <laughs> for more research purposes. And I thank you so much for that. No problem. Yes, and thank you. Anytime. Um, definitely. We'll you got, you guys also, you guys else, don't so. even know that a DM's coming your way about that. So. <laughs> <laughs> <All right. laughs> okay, yes. so then yeah, we'll guys, be on, um, just on so high alert for that. What Else Is Going On podcast, which will be out on Tuesday. I apologize up front. I was so excited to talk to them that I kept throwing out points. And I'm like, oh, sorry to cut you off. But so the next time they come on, I'm going to be quiet in the spirit. <laughs> we don't get offended exactly. you know as black people you get it in you get yeah, your line true. in when you can you just... <laughs> thank you yeah. thank you guys again thank you hey no problem right,